Though our show is meant to be entertainment, we are not an escape. Black lives won't matter until the system that marginalizes and punishes them for existing is dismantled. This is not a political issue. This is a humanitarian issue, and it deserves to be treated as such. Our stance is clear. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, and if you want to as well, you can help by donating to organizations fighting racism and police brutality using the link in the description. Thank you. You guys see, speaking of Batman, the uh, Robert Pattinson Batman movie that's supposed to be unhinged and raw. Batman. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's raw many... as in it's going to make me sick when I consume it. Yes. <laughs> but since The Lighthouse, I've loved Robert Pattinson so much. And then he did this yeah. interview with GQ where he keeps talking about his idea for fast food pasta. Oh my god, that's so wild. And then you say fast food and then insert a thing that he wants it to be handheld was the the only word he uh, used to pasta, describe it. The pasta taco, perhaps? Well here's here's how it goes. So everyone okay. listening <laughs> okay. should check out this GQ interview because it's it's incredible. But yeah. because it's, it's so insane. He's off of um production because of the global pandemic sure and he was supposed to do this interview and somehow it gets the pasta thing and they decide to do they get to the pasta thing and he's like okay we'll take a break and i'll show you how i would make this fast food pasta and because it's a pandemic he just goes to a corner store in london or whatever and buys ziti a ton of pasta sauce uh they didn't have breadcrumbs so he gets cornflakes and, and like nine packages of sl- deli sliced cheese and so he comes back i don't want to re- reiterate the whole interview but he does blow up his his microwave in the end which I, he might be he's doing a little bit of a bit but it's also something you can trace back that he's mentioned in other interviews well, that he wants right. this to happen now well one, one last thing alex get... he, he makes Sorry. the zd in the microwave so he puts a, sure. a cereal so bowl puts... full of water and oh, microwave right. ziti okay. for eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> to burn the ball it's absolute uh, and then he's, it... not, he's not even saying like ah yes we'll like you know use a steam to like instant <laughs> cook it or anything he still doesn't have some kind of lofty goal he just wants to explode pasta <laughs> we're gonna make <laughs> and then Fast food, you would not. I don't know if you'd wait eight minutes for your ZD, your yeah. shitty no, no, ZD. No. All right, if you already have the water boiling, right, you can get quick cook, you know, like pasta. That Isn't having water enough. boiling at all times the thing that got uh, McDonald's into that huge? Uh, <laughs> they had, yeah, they had coffee at like. <laughs> the thing is, oh. one of the things. <laughs> the coffee. No, that's right. It is one of the chicken and their chicken nuggets. Coffee but, had right, somehow exceeded boiling. It is, I, I it is right. one of the things that now that. I will say, uh, Jolly Bee does serve pasta, and that mm-hmm. is fast food. Um, right. The por- their portable option though is like a like a folding thing, like a paper pla- you know paper yes. cardboard folding thing with like a yep. board. Like it's not ideal. Like, and his plan was like a at a table. It was like a baked ziti. Like he wanted like the breadcrumbs. That's the least portable of all. <laughs> it's horrible. Can you can you imagine microwaving a bowl of water for eight minutes? How hot that shit would be. You need pot holders. <laughs> what if it was a... like two layers of pot holders to take that shit out? What if the pasta and red sauce was in some kind of edible shell of some kind, so you could pick it up and bite into it? Is this an iCarly reference? Or... 
No. What? Spaghetti <laughs> tacos. From oh, Carly. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what the hell Everyone remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> all right screw it we're not doing earthbound we're doing uh iCarly meet me back here in an hour what <laughs> yeah that would that'd be all i've take. never seen an episode of iCarly oh my I god can't do it. yeah now it's not a good time to start <laughs> uh i guess like what 13 years ago or so how when did yeah, that show come out how old is that yeah. now when did that show come out? Uh, any, the time would be any time before you knew who Dan Schneider was. Yeah. Because his logo is at the end of everything yeah, he it's... ever made. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on. I'm, thinking, I'm still thinking about the fast food pasta. What's the, yeah. so, the, so the thing, it, it makes me think of like, you know, fries are not inherently a one-handed food, but if you have an open container of them, you can reach in yes. and like well, take you could just palm some whatever. french fries that's one right right so if there were simply a way to palm say a fistful of pasta shells right like, they should give you a special glove when you get to the restaurant that you use to eat pasta with right. your hand yeah i think so this is probably because i think the idea is that you'd be able to eat it while walking what about while driving right that's what i when i think one hand that i immediately like, yeah. think while driving right because yeah. then you a need a fork straw. you know a straw yeah. designed specifically for pasta. And you suck you up the red sauce. And then you eat the... You suck up each yeah, you individual noodle the, into the straw. Hold on. You take a bite of the dry <laughs> pasta, and then you drink the red sauce with the straw. No, the pasta oh, right, is uncooked, okay. and you it drink boiling water. Like no, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. It is... The, it's one very, very long piece of spaghetti, and okay. then it's attached to oh. the straw. So you, you suck the <laughs> one noodle up continuously, like a milkshake. It's all just held in a yeah. cup. I mean, as long as, yes, as, as, long as it's it. in a cup that I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> or the piece right, of penne so or seaweed. And then you pour the, the sauce in your mouth separately. Yeah. What if they gave you a little wrapper, right? Like like what they gave you for the tacos at Taco Bell, like a little wrapper. And it was just a huge ravioli. Okay. Like, it's a giant. I mean, a fried, bite, fried ravioli definitely is handheld. I've seen. But like, like a yeah. big calzone yeah. size one. Does anyone do that? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. good. So you get so you're getting the pasta and the red sauce and cheese or whatever if you want that in there. Uh, we well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like, you can get like a stromboli, which is like uh, adjacent, but it doesn't have any pasta. Right, and it's that's like, also bread as yeah, well. Or like, like I a, think ideally you'd want to sell the bread. Or like a, a meatball grinder, which is an approximation <laughs> of that kind of thing. But okay. Pasta. That's a different you need kind the pasta, of arms, though. though. So, oh, wait, Alex, you might be honest with something. If we can get some sort of sub-shaped pasta and uh, get that into, Ooh, get some meatballs right. in there. How about, like, a big, like, one of those big stuffed shells, except it's on bread, like, a, it's on, like, a roll. That's, like, uh, a triple carb. I think we gotta get <laughs> like the roll I... out of there. It can't be just a pasta <laughs> sandwich, which also is probably on iCarly. Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking... And if you made one of those stuffed shells, uh, like structurally sufficient enough where everything didn't explode the second you took a bite you might be able to hold a stuffed shell something i'm saying yeah, that's, eat that's, it with your hands that'd be more like a calzone yeah, yeah, yeah. except the outside's just pasta yeah i think we could work so does that mean that pizza disgusting. hut would be the first one to get onto this uh pot zone the pasta zone you're entering the pasta the zone, ZD zone. The zone they call it <laughs> I my idea is a, a big ziti that's closed on one end, and Wait, you, you fill that the shit out the other side. Yeah, no, you don't. Say. <laughs> you oh, don't put your mouth on one end okay. and blow so what, that it shoots pasta. It's just filled with sauce like a and parmesan. Spitball of regatta. 
I think I think they give you a cup of scalding butter, right? Why is it out of me scalding? We're going straight to court with this shit. <laughs> it has to be. It needs a warning you just on put... it. Do you have any ideas on how to make fast food pasta? All right, we got a ringer here. Uh, I guess Jollibee sort of does it, but that's not really. Uh... <laughs> it has to be portable, I think. Very large We're trying to noodles. Develop a way to eat pasta one handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big noodle. And that brings me into my second idea for a fast food restaurant, which is just big versions of small foods. Like Wait, you get what one. What about just dipping noodles? Sharks? Dipping my, noodles? Uh... <laughs> dipping noodles, you just have like pieces of ziti or penne or whatever, and you have your sauce separate and you just dip them and eat them. No, it's not. If you if you Sharks, know how to use I a cup holder, right? And this is a, an expo marker on a on drawing on a whiteboard <laughs> that I did five minutes ago. But hear me out. Chicken parm nuggets. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. I, I gotta it. go. <laughs> so would that not just be dipping a chicken nugget in marinara sauce with yeah well, you gotta have the no, cheese cooked on there chicken parm involves pasta no no you get a sandwich no, chicken parmesan is a is a dish you serve it with pasta. you reach it you reach into the bag and not only does your hand get wet with the marinara sauce <laughs> oh so this is still cheese. a portable thing i thought this was a separate idea <laughs> i don't know about this Welcome, everyone, to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on It. This is a show where every week one of our hosts picks a topic and we examine it in depth. Uh, they show it to the rest of us and just kind of bring us into their world a little bit. And this week we are talking about Earthbound, and my co-host would like to introduce us with some special names from that game. That's right. This is my episode. It's me, Cam. I am a Worthless Protoplasm. I knew you were going to use that. I knew <laughs> you were going to use so that good. as a name. <laughs> So these are Very all good. these are all names of the enemies in Earthbound, which all have amazing localized names. Um, uh, sitting under me in the Discord Zoom video call, we have uh, New Age Retro Hippie Seb. Yeah, that that's me. Um, With the contradicting name. Pink hair and blue skin, and uh, that's what we look like. You look like a. Ugly Shaggy, I guess. <laughs> With a Those mustache. Those guys freaked me out when I first saw them. They're definitely scary, and I would be scared of them if I ran into someone like that in the street. <laughs> yeah, I would probably attack them, too. <laughs> uh, we And, talking right there, we have our big pile of puke, Alex. <laughs> um, of, our, of our five podcast hosts, I am the third strongest. <laughs> uh, lastly... Guiding us through our first and second segment, we have annoying old party man, Nick, (laughs) who's clearly drunk, but we're not allowed to say it. Right, not on, not in this localization. He's not drunk, he's just annoying. I just came from the cafe, wink, wink. (laughs) Let me cry into my cappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) It honestly works. Like, a lot of times there, the, uh, the whole, um... We are going to localize away the alcohol thing doesn't really work, but I feel like it's 
if they didn't have if it wasn't so transparently a bar having it there be a cafe right next to the building like it's fine that's that's totally fine yeah it's only weird once you walk in i guess yeah it's only weird once you walk in it's supposed to be like a seedy place and they have like taps yeah i've never been in like a seedy cafe like i don't know what that would even look like Uh, oh there's another idea for fast food some sort of like cappuccino tap where you just pull a lever and a whole cappuccino well stop um, the show that you definitely have brewed coffee that comes out of a tap. I don't remember what it, what the fuck it's called. Yeah, but, um, like nitro brew or something like that. I wonder if that's how Dunkin' Donuts just does this. They have a foamed milk thing, steamed milk. I'm sure. Then... I assure you, it is nothing that complicated or interesting. <laughs> All comes out, out of a, of a box. <laughs> <laughs> they pull the fully done cappuccino it's, it's out of a box. It's powder, and they just hydrate it with water. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> the cup is also hydrated with water. It's very small when right. it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta save on that storage space. It's like one of those but sponges Cam... that expands when you put it in the water. You know, <laughs> you shape like a dinosaur. <laughs> Cam, this episode is about Earthbound, but the first segment is going to be kind of a mishmash of topics, yes. uh, as uh, proposed by you. There are a couple of things that Earthbound makes us think of, and it makes us all think of something different. And that's because Earthbound is a very personal game in a weird way. Like, I can, It's weird for me to say personal when I'm talking about everyone else's reaction to it. Mm. I'm like, not like, ah, yes, it's very personal to me. But every time you talk to someone who's played Earthbound, they're like, this game is very personal to me, and they always mention something different. Like, the game does a good job at, like, getting in your feelings, but also when you ask people what they remember about it, it's like, oh, my favorite part is when you have to fight a road sign or or the the moles that all claim they're the third strongest or... Um, <laughs> uh, or the music, or, or you know, every everyone has a different answer. There's lots of good things to like about the game, but um, which is a little bit of a spoiler for our second segment. But uh, one of the things that it makes me think of is just how it it's one of those games that everyone's like, oh yeah, you you know, you got to play Earthbound, even though it was not available in any form in yeah. the U.S. in any reasonable form for <clears throat> years. Um, it was. Uh, uh, my first exposure, as many people's uh, first exposure, I imagine, to Earthbound was through Smash Brothers, where you see Ness and you're like, okay, so this is a kid with a bat and psychic powers. What game is he from? Yeah, there's a well, Nintendo I... game about a psychic kid. I was like, let me in. Well, yeah, he, and, and since he's, he's been in since the first uh, Smash yeah. Brothers, so he's like, crazy. It's, it's not even like a, a weird new roster inclusion. Like, because I think. Yeah, um, like. Uh, Roy and Marth were that kind of thing for me. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, where it's like, oh, these guys are a new inclusion. They're from some new thing I don't know about. Where it's, I am going to know about it later. Yeah. Whereas Ness is like, oh, there's clearly something that happened already that I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, and it was and the a stages Super are Nintendo so game good too. that came out years before. Um, we didn't see a sequel till. 2006. <clears throat> yeah, and he ended up being my favorite character, yeah. which is so weird when all I have nostalgia and memory of all these other characters i already have a connection to and then this new fat-headed kid shows up and i'm like that's my favorite guy i don't care about link yeah. anymore Get out but of here, it speaks yeah, to a lot of my personal preferences kind of happens so you'll attach yourself to a to a character like that but i mean i think ness lends himself well to do it because it's like you know kids can be annoying when they're portrayed in media and i can't tell you how many like uh you know special uh kids who are going to save the world they're just like annoying shits like i don't have any attachment to to young link you know like in, oh, in ocarina of time right. young link okay. anyway but because that that's different from like uh from like the wind waker link who i do have an attachment to because his face is so nice mm. but uh so that ugly other but, kid. like <laughs> oh yeah 
I've already insulted um, two kids' looks. <laughs> like, 15 yeah. minutes of the show, I've roasted two yeah, children. Yeah, but, like, um, you know, this character looks cool. They have two stages in Melee, and uh, yeah. you're like, wow, this is the only thing that sort of resembles the reality I live in. It's a, it's a town and a city. And one and has a giant UFO. Right, yes. and you're like, wow, what's that UFO from? It turns like out, the title screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> whoa, another... Foresight must be huge. It's yeah. not. I mean, it is, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it is relative to the game. With Smash Bros. Um, I think having seen a lot of that, uh, a lot of those little touches and stuff before having played the game, like I couldn't really appreciate a lot of that stuff. Like, like the on it stage has a ton of references to the game, and there's a, like yeah. all, all sorts of musical cues and stuff. Like the Runaway Five drive by, and there that's yeah. one of the things oh, that yeah. can hit you on the stage. And like you don't, you know, it's just and, a black man um, if you haven't played the game, but. As a like, kid, it's whoa. fun to say, whoa, they have a store for drugs, and then yeah. you learn that that just used to be normal. And, and, the, um... and the other thing uh, that can hit you is the, the mad taxi that can hit yeah. you in Foresight. Yeah. Uh, in Foresight and Earthbound and on it in Smash. Oh, yeah. But, but it, like... it's, it's great that they put like all those touches into uh, representing a game series that a lot of people hadn't even been able to play at that point. Right. Yeah, yeah a lot of people and hadn't the even reason... heard of this. Yeah. The reason that people weren't able to play this game is because uh, if you live in the U.S., Nintendo had the worst marketing campaign for a game, like, ever. Like, a scratch-and-sniff uh, Nintendo Power Magazine ad with bad smells like, this game stinks. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was uh, the big tagline. Do you know <laughs> how well that would work gonna... on people now, though? People would love that. Yes, the thing is, but the thing is, it was bad, like, because think about what they were up against, right? This was 90, what, 1, 92? 90, well, in Japan or in America? Oh, I guess it, didn't it came out um, 94, 95, I think. Hmm. Pretty sure. Okay, so they are... The Genesis has been in full swing. The Genesis has been cooler than the Super Nintendo for years at this point. Mm -hmm. Not outselling. Obviously, the Nintendo is still successful. You know, Mario's still um, raking in the sales. But if you were a kid and you're like, what game do I buy? And Nintendo has a, a magazine that says, this game stinks. And Sonic's like, Nintendo st fucking stupid, uh, suck my dick, throw it in the trash. <laughs> Nintendo Whoa, can't say bitch. Past cool. <laughs> yeah. No, Nintendo I... games are for babies who sit in the sandbox. Uh, Whoa, way past cool, play Streets of Rage. Like, it's like, that, that was what they had to go up against. And they didn't know how to do it. Because Nintendo, for the life of them, cannot be cool. They don't know how to be cool. No, they're they're weird uncle who tries to relate but can't. Yeah, and in what they every and they didn't they didn't learn until later that what they need to do is lean into that. Yeah, but um, yeah, but because of that, they tried this horrible campaign with uh, Earthbound, and the number I saw for the amount that it sold in the U.S. Despite and it comes with a strategy guide, and it was an extra expensive cart because they had a special chip in it to hold all the music. Wow. So. Everything that they are doing with this game is putting them at a loss, and they only sold 75,000 copies in the U.S. Holy shit. So, Oof. yes. So, Oof. while there are millions of Super Nintendo Mario World carts, and you still still see people charging $35 for it or whatever, you can tell them that that's stupid to their face, because Mario uh, World cartridge is not worth that, and you can mm. play it on everything. Yeah. But Earthbound, Earthbound was hundreds of dollars for years, for years and years and years, until 2014 when it got another digital, mind you, official release. So the mm. only way you could play it, the only way you could be a fan of it, is, well, like, the only way you could know about it enough to play it, unless you knew somebody who already had a copy from a million years ago. Shout-outs to our friend Andrew, who's been on the show before. 
Pinball uh, guy. Episode. Yeah. Um, and um, and like, then so they the put it on is you... an, an, a even more scarce way to play it on the Wii U Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Released on an, an a real system way seller for unlikely to have. Um, I will say that there is a third way to play it, which is the Nintendo New 3DS. If you have one of those, it is available on that virtual. Is that console. right? Oh, that's awesome! Five Super Nintendo games you could play on that. Only wow. on no, the... there's actually there's a bunch. Oh yeah, only there's, on the yeah, there's um, new version yeah. for some reason. That's yeah, that does nuts. piss me off that they gated it to that. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, so yeah, there are three ways to play this game, and there are so many people who love it. There is been a fan site, like there are fan sites for lots of games and game series, but Starman.net is particularly notable. They are like ravenous. These guys yeah. are, these guys are so dedicated to a game series that has not had a game in 14 years and will never get another one because the creator said he's done with it. Like yeah. it's, yeah. and it's not because like oh Nintendo is neglecting this franchise even though they are. It's there. It's never getting another game because the guy who you know was the brain was the mastermind behind it all is creatively done with it. He's going back to writing scripts and producing everyone's music and uh pairing commercials and all that shit like he's yeah. he's uh shigesato itoi is like yeah i'm done uh the next mother game will be made by fans and and you know did he say that because i was following guys. someone yeah who... he said kind of. yeah he said that yeah is that he said done that yet? but he didn't he didn't mean floor. literally the next mother game yeah. right oh i see who, okay gotcha, gotcha gotcha yeah he means that the next game that makes <clears throat> you feel that way will be made by people who were fans of the game. And he and, was And right. depending on who you ask, it already has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. About. But yeah. Right. Has and anyone, so this, so this, has anyone played... Um, this, so this was, so um, obviously we're, we're alluding towards yeah. uh, Undertale is very Earthbound-esque in its dialogue. Yeah, at least the Painful is the other one. Yes. Lisa the Painful is the other one. That's, that's it, really yeah, it's, it's like even just playing a little bit of, of Earthbound, it's very Earthbound-esque except for the battle mechanics. Mm. yeah right well what yeah. people are it even reuses some of the same um jokes from earthbound yeah like uh you know uh having you do something really silly to get a not very far distance <laughs> like yeah. uh um the bit with uh you you know you get on the bus and it's this big production to go to the next city and he, you stop one screen away because there's a traffic jam and he lets you out of the bus yeah um <laughs> Like, that's, and then, uh, you know, they'd repeat that same sort of thing. But there are lots of um, games, that, lots of top-down games made in RPG Maker or whatever, where it was made by the <clears throat> creator. It's like, oh, Earthbound is my favorite game. And it's be, and you can tell that it really touched these people because of the influence it's, it's had on everyone. It's like, we are going to have a weird, unique battle system. Every line of dialogue should be memorable, you know? not You can have someone say, oh, my shop is right down the street, but you're not going to remember that character. You're gonna remember the guy uh, who pulls the, the the ketchup trick on you when you eat next to him at a bar when all the ketchup falls out onto the fries that you were having. <laughs> Every single bit of the ketchup falls out onto the plate. What an and asshole. then he's like, "Sorry, I ruined your fries." And then he talks to you about whatever you're going to talk to. <laughs> like that's something that's going to stick with you, even if you didn't laugh at the joke. You're gonna remember the moment, and those characters are going to mean something to you. I am going to think about Apple Kid forever because <laughs> even though he was relevant to the plot. He's like, um, sorry, I haven't, you know, I haven't bathed in a while. Uh, could you invest two hundred dollars in my adventure? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> like, my apartment why did you sucks. Bring that up? Why Are, did you bring you, that up first? Do you have anything to eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so one thing I want to touch on uh, that, that you kind of alluded to, but I don't think we underlined is that um, 
this was a game that really benefited from uh, both the early internet and the rise of emulation. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about the the uh, community on Starman.net, but this was also a thing that people were able to rediscover once emulation became a thing um, or became more popular because mm-hmm. uh, then people could actually play it and had a place to talk about it. And that's that's where a right, lot of the... Because do you think, think Nintendo is going to let you play old Nintendo games? Absolutely <laughs> no, not. No, 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 no. So, no, no. so uh, it is in your best interest to find your own way to play not them. Unless yes. it's Mario or the 15th remake of the same Pokemon game. And uh, with Mario, they will download somebody else's rip of the emulator and then sell yeah. it back to you for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, because Japan was always really bad, like in in any industry with keeping like track of shit for some reason. Like they don't even have any original concept art left of um, Majora's Mask, which is why we don't have like Terrible. an art book or anything. Um, and they end up having to... I, I brought it up on the Silent Hill 2 episode. I don't yeah. know if that's a cultural <laughs> thing, but uh, Konami did just lose the code for <laughs> yeah. Silent Hill 2. Whoops! <laughs> the, they it don't was, have the The masters. signs were in you Comic got... Sans, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what was the fog like? Uh, I don't know. F- what, was there fog? I don't remember. It looked like <laughs> shit. Now I remember. Oh. <laughs> Make yeah, it look it like that. it made you motion sick. I don't have one of your cupcakes. Um, yeah, yeah, but so Earthbound. I... Go ahead, Alex. Uh, no, I don't know. I I think that yeah, this is a game that like uh, was incredibly influential. I think, uh, and we definitely have seen a lot of indie games take from it, even less the ones that literally took from it in like an Undertale or Elisa kind of way, and just in like the style of indie writing that is popular right now is very Earthbound inspired. I think. Yeah, a lot of the. A lot of the... Like, Humor holds up so, so, so and, well. Like, yeah, NPCs saying a funny thing. Like, any kind of self-awareness uh, in, like, an NPC, you can kind of trace back to this, I think. Like, yeah. a character saying something weird is, like, I don't know. It, it, the modern indie scene feels very, very shaped by this game. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our, um, uh, a lot of my opinions on later Alligator, the game we played, uh, earlier for a, a sub-episode um, translates yeah. to Earthbound because like I was doing the same thing where I, if a joke made me laugh out loud even just like you know lightly yeah. uh, breathe out through my nose I, I took a picture of it so yeah it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a collection of weird fellas saying funny stuff and like yeah. that's that seems very uh, very similar in that way and there's one mm-hmm. point um, like you know, especially in the podcasting world, like dumb anti-comedy has become really popular or like Adult Swim mm-hmm. style shows and stuff. And one line mm-hmm. that I took a picture of, it was you're talking to a zombie who's uh, glued to the ground for reasons you, uh, you should play the game for. <laughs> but he says, if I try to get away, my body will just fall apart. It's because I'm a zombie. <laughs> like that's not yeah. it, it could be poorly translated dialogue, but it's not because it's earthbound. Like that's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's just dumb because there's 30 zombies in that room to talk to, and each of them and says a funny thing. Sometimes I feel like awkward translation might even benefit the translation of this game. Right. Well, um, the uh, so I have this book uh, that Cam got a long time ago though from our good Legends friend of localization. Andrew. Yeah, from our good friend. Andrew, I lent it to Nick. about the translation of Earthbound, and it is incredible. I have to say, like. They talk about how the local, local uh, the guy who mainly localized this game, like it was mainly one person, 
one person on the English side anyway. They had a translator helping him. But they're basically like, it is your job to inject personality into these translations. Because the personality is not going to come through in the Japanese. Right, all the jokes side. are different in a cultural way. Right. They're all based on katakana yeah. puns. I don't no, like the, um, right, like the, the uh, annoying party man is definitely like a Japanese businessman get drunk after work. And everyone right. just and kind of the, um, views them as an annoyance rather than an alcoholism problem. Right, and uh, I gotta give them credit for, because uh, like, there's this absurdly complicated pun with there being like a little squidge statue that mm-hmm. you need to get rid of, yeah. and there being an invention that gets rid of it, that I would not understand because I'm not a native Japanese speaker, but he's like, okay, so to make this funny, what if it was a statue of a pencil, and it was the pencil eraser? You got the <laughs> machine that was the pencil eraser, it and erases it erases the, the pencil. pencil. <laughs> yeah. Right, so it's like, that's so much work to translate. It's like, and um, so you get it to the point where you know, these guys are injecting personality into Earthbound. Because if Earthbound, all the same things happened, like all the same wacky things happened, but the dialogue was just standard RPG shit, like, that would make a huge difference in a negative way. Like, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, aside from the different setting, like, if, if every mm-hmm. guy you talk to is like, uh, like, oh, the king lives in the castle, go do the thing. Like, uh, you know, obviously, yeah. it's a contemporary Oh, boy, I love but... to farm. And from what I understand, yeah. Mother 1 is like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> Mother 1 didn't need to do a whole lot to be different because the o- there were only two RPGs that had come out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, being in It was NES Dragon RPG Quest 1 and Final Fantasy, yeah. and then maybe Ultima if you count that. But, like, so when people, when Earthbound came out and it was about a kid with a baseball bat hitting aliens, everyone was like, holy shit. This is the most novel thing in the, that you could ever come up with. Nothing could ever be wackier than they this. They must have been smoking weed when they came up with Whoa. this. <laughs> it, some of the backgrounds definitely look like LSD, and that's the, um, what do they call that on the Super Nintendo? Uh, I mean, I, a Mode 7 is a, is a thing that gets yeah. tossed around. I don't know yeah. what it means, really, though. <laughs> yeah, Mode it's, 7 it's means, kind of means a, back, a scroll. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. It's a big mega texture scrolling thing yeah like where you can have a texture stretch and squash and move yeah. and shift well, that's definitely like a, lot, more than... a lot of those backgrounds it seems uh, yeah, yeah awesome. they basically just drew the shining carpet and then have it do the wave behind the enemy <laughs> yeah. there's so many yeah. hexagons in this game i love it yeah it's very geometric <laughs> in a really cool satisfying way yeah all to, the to portray squares and diamonds and <laughs> i wish that um, came was, across there was more... another game sorry I wish that came across more in uh, Smash Brothers with their moves, but they actually kind of yeah. fixed it a little bit with Lucas and Ness's uh, uh, A moves. Like, Lucas now does a lot of hexagons when he uses mm. um, his psychic yeah. powers to do certain things, and I love it. It, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Uh, Smash Ultimate did a huge service to Mother fans. Mm. And for, without, you know, like, I mean, with they, I guess they must have realized how many people are fans of these games and can't play the game, because they really overhauled a lot of the design with those two mm-hmm. characters, and I love it so much. Well, yeah, and just being and a, fan some, of, a fan of a fan of these like two games, right, Mother and Mother Three, and not <clears> having <throat> you know anything else to uh, like anything new to experience from those series, yeah. being able to see the thing you like in a crossover fighting game that you know with that much love is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so that has, reminds me of something Nick else, something <laughs> um, which is that we're talking about games that were hard, kind of hard to get your hands on, but there's still like some kind of like fandom for it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, this one's a little bit harder because um, Dolphin, as much as I love it, doesn't work as great as I uh, as um, I want it to all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But there's a there's a GameCube game that came out in the West. This was back when Fire Emblem was still kind of a little like kind of a niche thing. Uh, the games that Ike are from, Ike is from, and, and Ike from Smash Brothers, as everyone knows him. He had two games, like one of the only Fire Emblem characters to be the main protagonist of two separate games. He had a Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, and I would love to play these, but they are so expensive. They must Wasn't have released Marth in like, two different games. Yeah, he said one of the only. Oh, okay. He's not the only. I thought yeah, you said he, um, the only. But Sorry. actually, no. Well, actually, so, like, actually, Marth so, is in Smash Brothers Melee and Smash yeah. Brothers Brawl. So, <laughs> so anyway, the, I, you know, uh, <laughs> the way I play, no, I don't play that. So Ike is like, uh, you know, he's he's a little he's a little weird. He doesn't quite stand out as much as yeah. Ness and Lucas do in, in terms of like this cast, but he's still like. He's got kind of like a huge sword, and he's like a heavy guy. He's always t- he's like a he's mercenary. Famous like, for fighting like, for his friends. He's kind of dirty and scraggly, and, and very different from like the fancy one. fancy pants lords that get into the game usually. Like everyone else is in fine robes, and Ike is in like rags, rags and a, a rough, dirty sword, and like he has blue fire on his attack sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I want to play as uh, this guy. I wonder how hard it is to find a game. Never seen a copy anywhere physically. And if you go online, it's hundreds of dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. And do you think that Nintendo is, has a way for you to play GameCube games? No. Of course not. No. And you know it's <laughs> not worth other, it. It's not worth Every $100. other company... Oh, no, it's not worth that much money. No, no, no video game is worth that much money. Unless you're, like, getting something that is the only uh, copy, known copy of a game. Like, it is not worth hundreds of dollars for one game. Yeah. Yeah. Generally. Um, there's... There's... Um, one thing that frustrates me is games that are hard to come by, not because they were rare in the first place, but games mm. like um, uh, the original Pokemon Silver and Gold and, and Crystal. Where oh, well, people, because the batteries die. Yeah, the batteries die, and you can replace them, but people will just throw them out <clears throat> um, because they're like, ah, it doesn't work anymore. Um, I think there might be a similar problem with... Uh, um, Third gen, maybe um, no. Yeah, the, the, the internal, internal save batteries, batteries die there they? too, but it doesn't impact the save file at all. It's it's related to time. Okay, it's day. just the clock. So okay. you usually yeah, so that's it good. usually doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to find those though without them being a bootleg. Yeah, um, that's sometimes. a different problem. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I tried to replace the battery on one of my um on my silver once, and it worked a little bit. And then it died, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I, I don't have, like, a soldering gun. Yeah, if you don't have so, a great connection, it can come loose, and then it wipes your save anyway. Oof. Yeah, so <laughs> then I bought that another one, sucks. which apparently the battery was not fresh, even though they said it was, um, and it died very soon after. Yeah, um, but buying old games is a pain, and uh, Nintendo is very bad at making old games available. Right, uh, which is why it is your moral way. imperative to emulate whatever Nintendo games That's you certain. can. Yes. Until yeah. they make it available, do whatever the fuck right. you can to until play. Until they it. until they make it less than horrible to yes. uh, get old games for Nintendo systems, you it is your uh, it is your duty as as a citizen to steal them. Um, <laughs> um, well, All right. Well, before we, we yeah, go for it. Um, In that same we... vein. Um, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Go, go ahead. Uh, all right, all right, I'm gone. God damn these video calls. Um, I was gonna say we before do the same we. Thing uh, in real life. Yeah, but I can tell more when <laughs> Nick's screen was glitching out on me because of my internet connection, I guess. But um, 
I was going to lead us into the, uh, another topic we almost did for this first segment was like uh, RPG, like unique RPG mechanics. I wanted to rattle off a couple before we move on because sure. Mother 2 yeah. is such an interesting game. But maybe the mechanics aren't too crazy. Like you have the rollback. Well, it, yeah, it has the. They were at the time. Yeah, Earthbound's one trick in, in battle mechanics is a cool thing that no other RPG, to my knowledge, has done. Mm hmm. Um, Right, and, yeah, and it comes with a couple of little systems. gameplay yeah. things that aren't always good, but <laughs> I I do think it's it's worth it for just how unique it is. And one of the things that I'd like to bring up is, um, so I first experienced a lot of the stuff that Earthbound does first in Paper Mario. Uh, mm -hmm. I played Thousand Year Door, another Nintendo RPG, and being able to see the random encounters on the world map before you. Uh, before you walk yeah, into them that's big so much better that's so well, that's yeah, the way to go that helps you uh, yeah. and you know what like what two years later chrono trigger did that and yeah. it's like a uh, lot of the best rpg in the universe well uh, and I, I mean a thing that chrono trigger didn't do that paper mario and earthbound both did is being able to sneak up behind enemies for an advantage or being able to get caught right. uh caught in the back running away and uh have to take a penalty yeah. and your enemies get the first turn yeah that's that's something that's uh special or, um, you know, having, uh, like, mechanics around entering or leaving a battle be slightly different than just selecting run from a menu or choosing, you know, whatever. Like, you do still have yeah. to pay attention in the Earthbound battles because of the ro rolling health mechanic. Even if you do the auto battle stuff, it's not going to save you, you know? Like, the, the auto battle doesn't help as much as maybe that feature would in other games. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah I, think, I never touched I think that. later games... Sit do that a little bit better i think um Brave, bravely right. default to shout it out has a good um auto battle system <laughs> they make it really easy to grind because you can you can uh random encounters are on a slider which is a really cool uh, i'm not really an rpg guy but the fucking the sight of an auto battle feature makes me think that your battle system is bad if you can yeah like just set it to go and like it works yes. or whatever like then um, i'm trying to skip yeah. this so just why are yeah, we doing like it you know game almost, jrpgs right? in general yeah. are a, a deeply flawed genre that never wants to learn anything uh, which is why mm -hmm. when we shout out unique mechanics and stuff you'll realize that they never caught on because yeah. the, the genre yeah. just wants to do the same thing over and that's over. why well, they're unique people it... who like jrpgs that much all have stockholm syndrome <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, want, I have to play one that was released like within the past couple of years yeah. before I can make my judgment on that. But playing uh, SMT Nocturne has definitely led me 11? to believe stuff like that. I, I'm gonna play. I, I want to play a Dragon Quest, and I think I'm going to just yes. do eleven when I get um, to it. Yeah, and, if, I, and if, I also want to try out Xenoblade as well. If any of our listeners um, don't know anything about Dragon Quest, really, um, but know a little bit about video games, um, it's a series that is somehow even more stuck in its ways than Pokemon. Uh, it just no will, way. It will, no, it will I don't believe that. Absolutely refuse all. to do anything wow. new. Um, Slander. I mean, it's well, even Pokemon you has changed the new art style of yeah, that's begrudgingly. Uh, Akira Toriyama is still doing all the art for yeah. Dragon Quest. That's the only thing wow. it really has going for it, in my opinion. But I know uh, people for, like for our listeners. Uh, Akira Toriyama is uh, Dragon Ball man. Yes, Mr. Dragon. Ball. Dragon Quest and Dragon Ball. Yeah, he mm -hmm. likes dragons. Dragon, dragon. Um, one one unique uh, JRPG thing I want to shout out um, is uh, the uh, Final Fantasy job system. It's like uh, one of the most kind of dynamic 
character progression systems I've seen in a game. Um, it's mm. in a it's in a handful of games, uh, but uh, I think the deepest and most interesting uh, articulation of it is Final Fantasy Tactics, which isn't a traditional RPG. It's uh, a tactics. Have you played um, Final Fantasy V? I know that's the one that people go, yeah, go on and on um, about how good the Final Fantasy V is kind of a dull game uh, story wise. It doesn't do that. Much. You kind of have to choose with RPGs in a lot of cases whether you want good mechanics or a good story. Um, I, I like oof. to play one that has. Uh, I like to play one then the other. Yes. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'll go uh, for a super deep yeah. mechanical story but, time, and then I'll play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, both Final Fantasy V and Bravely Default do this thing where, uh, to un- in order to unlock jobs, it's stuck behind story progress. So to get the cooler guys, you have to play the game. You have to progress the story more uh, to get the cooler jobs. Um, Tactics does it differently, where you level up certain jobs to have certain requirements to unlock the later ones. So you can do it whenever you want if you know what you're doing and you grind for it. But anyway, um, in essence, the job system is uh, you get to pick character classes um, and you can mix and match abilities from any, basically any class as long as you have, the requ- you have certain slots you fill up. So you can be a knight uh, for as long as you need to get a certain ability, let's say equip heavy armor, so you guys, your guy can be bulky. So you play as a knight for a couple levels, you get enough skills to unlock that. Uh, and then you switch over to, say, uh, Mage. You have Black Mage, because uh, you want to do magic damage. Uh, you can then equip the Knight's Heavy Armor on your Mage, and now you have a really bulky caster. Ooh. And there's just like infinite possibilities in uh, specking into one class, switching over to another one, and it's just so deep, and you can really, really get caught up in <laughs> micromanaging stuff, saying, all right, just one more level on this guy, then I get this, mm. transfer to that, and like that's um, the kind of weird crunch that I like in an RPG. Recently, I played uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, and that's even more obtuse and like punishing than most jrpgs like it's the one that JR- people who like final fantasy and dragon quest are like yeah but that one's a little weird i don't know if I'm <laughs> that. That's, that uh, is the hateful you, genre of rpgs yeah so um it's you're collecting demons think of it as pokemon before pokemon where you're collecting monsters to help you aid you in battle but because they're demons and they're sentient you know you have to kind of talk them into joining you so to pick your party like it's like, oh, I see this enemy, and I see that they have a, a skill that's useful. Instead of throwing a Pokeball at them, I go, hey, do you want to join me? And they're like, maybe, fuck you, maybe I'll join you if you give me some money. And they give me yeah. some money. Imagine like, someone's kicking bit, your ass, and then they're like, yeah. Yeah. you want to yeah. join me? And you're like, uh, f- pay me first. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like no, I'll just kill you. say no, which is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very player-hateful thing to do, but it's funny and but, interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, and one of the other things I love about uh, Shin Megami Tensei is like, you know, in Pokemon you have type matchups. You know, uh, fire beats ice, uh, water beats fire, um, uh, birds beat punching people. And uh, you, what you do, you use the type effectiveness on people, and it does more damage. It not only does it do more damage in Shin Megami Tensei, but if you know the weaknesses or you use an ability to tell you the weaknesses and then you use them, you can get extra turns if you if you're exploiting the weaknesses. So, like, when an enemy is, like, being backed into a corner, you will get extra turns added to your thing. So you can just pile on the damage even I more. I like that. You yeah. can just and it's like, momentum yeah. and just bust um, their shit in. Uh, yes. Uh, Bravely Default does a really fun thing with uh, with turns in that um, 
you can uh, you can either uh, you can brave or default, which is the terminology they use. But um, you can essentially take multiple turns at once, but uh, you have to uh, bank them. Otherwise, you end up uh, having to wait multiple turns where you can't attack. So if you if you decide to brave, you can say attack twice to kill an enemy quicker. But if you don't uh -huh. kill them, you have to you you stand there and can't attack while you build back up your uh, your turn limit. Uh, right. So, and then you can default, which is like guarding in any other RPG. Uh, you wouldn't normally do it because guarding is not a thing that most games incentivize. Uh, mm -hmm. But in this game, you could guard up for four turns and then take four turns all at once, uh, depending on your strategy or what you want to do. So uh, in any normal random encounter or something, you can just uh, take four turns on all four of your characters and kill them very easily. But like in yeah. a boss fight, you have a weird. You can have a weird strategy where you're staggering turn orders, and people are taking two turns or uh, saving up turns. It's a very cool, weird system. Hmm. But yeah, that's yeah, another. That's one what. That's kind of what I like about the the press turn system in uh, mm -hmm. Shin Megami Tensei is like you can choose to like skip your turn and like give it to one of the party members who can do more damage in this Ooh. fight. And uh, then them hitting with this, with like a super effective move gives you another turn to work with, so you can set up this buff and do that. Of course, it can all go down the tubes if you get a crit at the wrong time, <laughs> which brings me to our second segment. That's right, where we are going to set off on an adventure that emotionally changes us, smash. maybe for the better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to smash. We'll into... see you after the break when we talk about Earthbound. Some That's more. right. Some more. <laughs> more Earthbound, which is something you'll never get. Yes. Average kids save the world from an alien invader? With your help, they can in Earthbound for your Super NES. The fate of mankind is being threatened by the evil alien Gygus, but four spunky kids with psychic powers accept this incredible challenge and embark on a journey to save the world. 24 megs power this adventurous game as you travel to 12 different locations and select from more than 40 weapons and 80 items to battle your enemies. Battery backup saves your progress in your quest to destroy Gygus. It's Earthbound for your Super NES. Now get the Earthbound Player's Guide free with your purchase of the Super NES Earthbound Game Pack. Every week, I might record a, a little bump, but I'll let you I know. I feel what... like this time it's non-negotiable because you always put Earthbound music. In. I know, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. So I won't have. I'll try to. Um, I don't honestly have a ton to say about the game. I'd rather just bounce off of what you guys say, so you don't need to loop back to me at the end. I bet you were. If we're talking about what to put in the edit, we got to get the the actual drum line from Sergeant Pepper, just because they have the complete ripoff in this one. The fucking uh, the song that plays when Dungeon Man is following you is just the drum line. Like it's so yeah, it's it's, it's sampled. It's the most blatant in the same sample. way that the Susa March yeah. that uh, 
the Sousa marks that Monty Python uses for their opening yeah. is sampled as well. That's pretty for funny. The, for the name your characters. Very, yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's a good back. song. This is Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on It. And this week we are talking about Earthbound, the uh, Super Nintendo RPG from Nintendo. Wow. Uh, that inspired a uh, cult fan base, uh, two characters in Smash Brothers, and... Um, it made a lot of people feel really good. So we are. Uh, wow. This is Cam's episode. Right. Wow. Really <laughs> petering off at the end it's there. It's not a fucking well, sex game. Try, dude. try and tell me I'm wrong. It did uh, make me Cam, feel good. What is special about this game to you? Why did you pick it? So I don't normally enjoy RPGs because they are tedious and seem to not like you <laughs> and don't want you to play them. <laughs> but Yeah, JRPG bad. The idea of turn-based combat as a kid is just not interesting. It's like, okay... Unless it's Pokemon. Yes, and even then it's like, I why can't I just fight him? You know, you'd rather play a, a fighting game style or whatever. Some sort of Pokken or something. I don't know, <laughs> no. they should make that. But um, uh, this game, I fell in love with Ness's character through Melee, because I played that first. It was one of the first games we played, Nick and I, on GameCube. Just love little kids, the striped shirts. I know, it's the psychic powers. I've always been interested mm, in psychic powers. And it's it's uh, portrayed very interestingly in the Earthbound series and in Melee, because like, he psychically shoots fire at you, which is not usually my go-to idea, but it's, it's really cool, <laughs> and I like it. But um, then, looking into this game, um, it's made me realize that it... it um, is also right up my alley in a lot of different ways. Like the humor is really good, the playful the art style aesthetic is very is very your style. Yeah, it's not medieval or futuristic. It's a yeah. kid in a town being nice to people and killing zombies and like and yeah, the towns the towns and cities are weird, but they're not like fantastical it's, yeah it's just a it's a town with some weird stuff in it to describe you know, the like, difference between tucson and or tucson how are you tucson. i don't want to i don't want people tucson. to think i'm talking about texas tucson arizona <laughs> tucson uh, arizona. or oh arizona sorry well now they definitely know i'm not talking about texas well, yeah but um tucson tucson and three aren't really that different per se once three has been like purified or whatever of yeah. zombies and stuff one just has a zombie problem Right, they're just kind of town. And a very pronounced graveyard. <laughs> yes, they love that graveyard, huh? They got a graveyard and a circus. It's like, uh, this, is, this is a fucked up kind of town already. That would be a great town in any game, but in Earthbound it is very special. Yeah, well, but I... I, I... It, it, I'm sorry, going off the just the setting real quick, I think that like framing this as a like a normal, contemporary, like American uh, town... Uh, frames the mm-hmm. weirdness in a, a very interesting, cool way. Because if like yeah. this, if this was a period setting or like something else, like they could probably still do a lot of this weirdness, but it would. Feel You'd just be fighting knights. Different. You'd be fighting knights yeah. and big horses and stuff. This allows you to fight a taxi and a sentient <laughs> yeah. piece of art in a museum. <laughs> That's kind of snooty. Dolly melting clock yeah. as an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Earthbound uh, or in Mother Three, there is the. Uh, contemporary art that you fight in the in the castle do you remember that mm-hmm. alex yeah the paintings that's I mean, one of my favorite art in um in uh, moonside yeah. you fight abstract art oh is well. that right maybe that's what yeah. i'm thinking of. 
I know those no, are sure in three. Uh, there are a couple enemies really that are just enemies. in both, but like I never mind it because they're all mm. really fun no. and cool. <laughs> but speaking of art, the art of the game, the only thing I wish I could change about the battle system is seeing the characters. Like yeah. I get that they kind of do it in like almost a first well, person perspective. Well, the Dragon Quest style thing. Uh, Itoi, Dragon Quest was Itoi's favorite thing. Like he he was doing you know um, writing for TV and music and all this shit. And he's like, and he comes to Nintendo with a pitch, and he's like, I want to, I love Dragon Quest so much, I want to make my own Dragon Quest. And Miyamoto's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You've never made a game before. Come back when you have <laughs> less than six jobs. Yeah. And so he did. <laughs> um, he came back when he was still as famous as he was, but he was working on less than, you know, ten projects at once. And then they're like, okay, well, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, hear, we'll hear out your idea, and we'll make the first mother. Yeah, but I really love the battle... Um the battle screens you're looking at this crazy psychedelic uh geometric pattern in the background that's really colorful and beautiful and then these absolute amazing sprites and characters that you have to go up against that are so stupid and pronounced sprites of the enemies like they're huge like the enemy sprites. and even if you're fighting like a rat in a cave it's the it's the rowdy no good mouse or whatever like it's got a funny name regard and its moves are funny like it'll look at you with a sneer or yeah get lose self-confidence in the middle of a battle or something and the the story is really inspiring and hopeful it's about positivity and um i just uh, almost everything about this game i like and it seems like it was made targeted at me in some ways but you know it's definitely one of my favorite games and i'm glad i i couldn't believe that nick and seb had never played it so i was like I mean, I've always it was wanted always to do on it. the list for me. But the thing about a lot of RPGs that is very funny now in retrospect is that I've played a lot of games uh, on, on my backlog or, or, you know, I've bought them and put them aside or whatever. And I, when I look at the RPGs that I've bought that I've wanted to play, my thought was always, I don't have the time right now. Mm-hmm. But I will have the time, and when I do have the time, I will get to them. If there was some then, sort of thing, thing keeping uh, me uh, from yeah, doing a yeah, bunch of was, other stuff. If there was something... Um, in my head, I always kind of had this idea that at some point I was probably going to end up unemployed again. <laughs> God, I hope so. Uh, and, um, uh, but instead of that, uh, something much worse happened, which is that, uh, you know, we had a pandemic that prevented everyone from, uh, seeing, seeing friends or doing things recreationally. And, uh, that turned out, I was, that was like, that was it for me. I'm like, well, it's time to turn on Shin Megami Tensei because when el- when am I going to get a better better time to do this well, when am I going to have next year when, when this else am I going to have 80 hours to 80 sure. hours to invest in something and yes Cam that is the answer but I'm not thinking about that right now <laughs> yeah this fall um, yeah. Yeah, um so uh, you know uh this was the perfect time for me to, to to do to get into this and it was always on the on the list just in in like a distant way it was on the list and it's not like it was ever hard for me to play. As I've said on last week's episode, I've had the Wii U that Cam and I used to have uh, jointly share with a copy of Earthbound on it mm-hmm. for a while. Like, I didn't even have to... I would just have to plug in the Wii U to play it. Um, of so- course, I gave the Wii U back to Cam and emulated it because I want to play it how the game was meant to be played. Um, <laughs> and I'm lazy, so I need a console. <laughs> um um, one more thing but, that this game has going yeah. for it, kind of going off of what you said, uh, is that uh, this game is, unlike a lot of JRPGs, this game is very short in comparison. 
Yeah, uh, it's like right. it's like a twenty-hour game. Size. I think it's Depending around. I think it's around the perfect yeah. length for a JRPG. I really think that um, I I I want to make fun of people who say that Chrono Trigger is the greatest game ever made, but it's really good. Yeah, it's uh, okay. And yeah, it's a. It's a it's a baby game for babies, but it's very very good. I, I understand where people come from saying like, oh, it's the best on the Super Nintendo and all that stuff. And that game, that game is like held up as one of the best JRPGs ever. It's not over twenty five hours. Like yeah. conservatively, you do everything. It's maybe thirty. I did everything in the DS version of the game, except for the super extra bosses that they added. And like, that was that was like twenty five hours max or something like yeah, that. I think. So 20, like 20, 15 that's to a, 20 is the sweet spot for an RPG to be snappily paced yeah. enough to keep my attention and be fun the whole time. Any longer than of that, of course. It's if I was drag. a thirteen-year-old with no friends, I might think very different, differently yeah. about that. So about what the correct length of but time for a game. This to take game, is. especially on on replay, which I mean, I'll talk about when we get to impressions. But like mm-hmm. that was it was the absolute sweet spot for me as far as like length and pacing and it just it all holds up so well in that way even coming back to it a second time yeah another reason like, i didn't even mention about how much i like it is it's very simple it's not overly complicated it's you have items you have items that get equipped you have attack items and healing items and you have your attacks and you have your psychic attacks. Like, it's not crazy dependent on other enemies' stats or your own stats or weaknesses, right. which there are in the game, but it's not necessary. It's a very the, uh, non-complicated game. You can get into the, it really um, easy. The psychic attack system is very much just a transplant of the way magic works in other games. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Like a straight easy to play. And, it's, and yeah. one of the things that takes a lot of the fiddliness out, I think, that Earthbound does really smartly, and... Other games do this too. Uh, other RPGs that are more focused on story, but uh, all of your characters are pre-baked. You don't have to worry about builds or leveling stats. Correct. Yeah. Or having stats leveled correctly, mm-hmm. they're all uh, like Ness is a healer that can also attack. Paula is a black mage that does a lot of damage with her spells. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's uh, very fragile. Yeah, Jeff has a you know a weird oddball thing where he can use. Jeff him. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff does not suck. He sucks. Is, no, no. Multi-bottle rockets are like the only thing you need to take care of bosses. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's it's, it's item one dependent turn and it's in an over. interesting, cool, kind of cool way. Uh, it was and then, unique. And then Pooh is kind of the red mage. He can do everything. Um, yeah, but Pooh, like, Pooh's most damaging attack, PK Firestorm, puts out 300 damage, and one multi-bottle rocket puts out 1,600. Yeah. So like what's the what, so what's the point? You went off and trained to learn that extra special attack. And <laughs> you I can go buy money, one from the store. The well, baby. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay back. for his moves. That's the problem. But let's let's get into this. Yeah. Do you yes, mind? Let's I get into talk, specific takes. Nick, I want to pitch it over to Seb first oh, because okay. uh, Seb had, Seb had the least outside experience with the game, and she uh, played got to play a little bit of it today for the show. Yep. So I wanted to get get yours uh, first. Um. So yeah, I I kind of slacked off on this and waited till today um, to play Ooh. any of it. Um, I, I played three play hours of D and D last uh, week. <laughs> huh? I played three hours of D and D last week. Never mind. Let's go. Move on. I'm not. I didn't. That was okay, supposed to be not bitter at all. Uh, I don't mind. I don't care. Um, no, I I did mean to play more of it, but I got caught yeah, up with other things. This isn't the shame hour. Don't my, worry about it. No, yeah. and then my depressive no, brain. Look forward to our shame hour next mindless week. Yeah. Instead of video games. Um, anyway, uh, so um, I started out not really knowing what I was getting into, except for <clears> that it would be 
the inspiration for games like Undertale and Off, which I haven't played Off, but I have played Undertale. Oh, I don't even know about um, Off. Yeah, we're, um, we're gonna get to it. It's on our it's on our guest list. Yep. Ah, okay, cool. I don't need to look. Yep, up. it's on our guest list. Um, so I I kind of knew what to expect when I first uh, saw Ness and Lucas in um in the Smash games. I I had no idea. I was like. Oh, little kitty RPG. You play with your friend, and you got a little bat. Oh, that's cute. No. <laughs> no, that's not what this game is. Um, it's got a humor no, that is suitable for children for the cutesy, most part, but you know? um, it, it's like, not kids can enjoy kitty, it, but it's not game. kitty. Huh? Kids can enjoy it, but it's not like kitty, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, it's got this kind of it's, like... It's very telling that this game uh, struck me as less kitty than... Chrono Trigger, another game that people really like that is yeah. more mature oh, would, on would, its face, but definitely... Yeah, I would definitely like, say, like, kind of named characters ironic... die huh? in Chrono Trigger, but it's still, like, it's still, like, Disney shit yeah. compared to Earthbound, because Earthbound respects you as a person who can think. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, like, this ironic, cynical humor at times. Um, like, okay, so I almost... So, I named my, my party... I'm, uh, I'm Owo. That's Ness. Oh. Nice. Uh, Wendy nice. is like Uwu. Uh-huh. Um, Wendy. Wendy. Jeff is Iwi. Paula. I-W-I. And then, uh, Pooh is Ewe, which is E-W-E, <laughs> which would be you wow. if you're talking about the sheep, like a female sheep. Uh-huh. Um, which I usually am. Yeah. And then, uh, my, my dog was good. Good. Um, I okay. ran out of Owo's and Uwu's. I like it. Um. What was your favorite my, thing? My favorite thing was misery. Oh, oh that's a great one. Yeah. What was your favorite food? And my favorite food was tears. So every time oh, I went I back it. to my mom's house, Have she some was tears like, and go eat up, some tears and scoot off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, the idea. So your favorite thing names your uh, Ness's most powerful uh, psychic attack in the beginning. Yeah. So you get. So I attack them with misery. It PK yeah, misery. So PSI, 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 whatever. Was, I love it. Um, That's good. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty good. Um, I really like the humor of this game. At the very beginning of the game, you meet like this dude who kind of sets you on your quest, but he's he's buzz, a fly. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah, Buzz Buzz. He's a he's like a fly, and he flies around, and he's like, you encounter a Starman Junior, um, which is a really tough opponent, and and the fly yeah. has to like kind of protect you and, he and carries fight you. against this guy. For he does. You. He carries you through the fight. It's great. Yeah. He's a fucking beast, and then you go to um, Picky and Pokey's house, and the mom is like, "Oh my god, a fly!" and just like fucking swats him away, and he dies. And yeah, dramatic, well, like, that's the thing. The, the Starman only uses psychic attacks, uh, and Buzz Buzz is well suited to psychic attacks, but he is less than one inch tall. Well, he so was he prepared for the Starman fight. He uses PK shield and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, he literally that gets was really funny. By the way, their mom's sprite is the most terrifying sprite <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen in my life. She's that. There are some real, uh, there are some real piles later on in the game. <laughs> yeah, the, there are some the real piles. Are scary. Yeah. Um, in in this kind of like funhouse clown kind yeah. of way. Almost. Oh yeah. Um, Speaking so, of which, I yeah, like so Ness hilarious, Paula Hilariously on the nose name for the character of just calling her Lardna. Yeah. It's just so... <laughs> it's like... Wait, oh, the even... girl's name is Paula? Yeah. Yeah, the girl's yeah, name is Paula. Think... Okay, for some reason I was thinking Wendy. Is there a Wendy? No. Nah. No. There's a restaurant. What a... Yeah. Similar. Yeah, they're canceled. Um, wow. They've been canceled. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a game with a Wendy, and I don't know what it is. Mm. Uh, She's more what? of a Winifred. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> no, Your mic keeps cutting out, Nick, for some reason. More of a Winnie? I, can't, I don't think that that's Winnie. More of a Winnie or a Freddy? Oh, okay. Uh, now I get the joke. Yeah. Yes. You're cutting out for me. Are you, cu- are you cutting out for anyone else? Is it just yeah, me? it's, it's cutting it out a little bit. It's just Discord uh, voice sensitivity. I think it's just the connection. It looks like my... Um, okay. It looks yeah, like my uh, audacity is still going. Yeah, All right, I then it's no worries. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. Um, so I only got up to uh, Tucson, or Tucson, Tucson. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was going to stop a little bit earlier because I was like, all right, I, play, I played two hours. So I, I actually ended up being more like two and a half, 245, something yeah. like that. Um, but you got to the you got to the important stuff because you get yeah, to experience I, a I whole town. Yeah, I got to town. fight the cops because there aren't any cops who want to fight me around here. Um, <laughs> there aren't any good. I any almost good cops. did. So I almost did like all cops are bastards for my names. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And then I immediately regretted that I didn't because I immediately encountered cops blocking my way. But the thing is, it sucks because then we're going to have a character named R, A-R-E, and that's just... I like that, actually. <laughs> but I don't think you can fit bastards unless you do a B-S-T-R-E. Yeah, because you, yeah. you only get, like... Bastards. Yeah. Because you only get, like, five characters uh, slots yeah. to a, yeah. a name, right? Like. Yeah, I think so. But, um... Yeah, I loved the cops fight. Um, he's like, fight oh, so five good. of my dudes. And then the, I was like fully prepared to take on the last one. I was like, let's go, fuck you. And yeah. then he just runs away. And I was all, I was just <laughs> kind of like, aw. Yeah, he's like, um, he after seeing you kick the ass of uh, four other cops, the fifth cop who was in like a line goes, yeah, uh, I'm really ready for this. And what I mean by that is I'm ready to let my chief handle it for me. <laughs> yeah, let me go get my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Which he tries. Um, but no, yeah. I, I got all those guys, like, uh, first time round, but I, I had trouble with, when I say I had ant? trouble, I mean, I died once and had to go back. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, with, with the, uh, the gigantic ant, right? Yeah. With the, is that what he's called? His gi- gigantic ant? ant or titanium It's like titanium ant. or something. Yeah, they have, no, I think they it's just like a large ant. It's the first at one point. I don't remember if that's the first one or if there's because there's more later. There's more like ballistic ant. I don't yeah. know. Is that the first sanctuary was... spot? So? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that so that's the first one of the sanctuary reasons... spot. The giant. Um, that's one of the reasons I was hoping that you'd get that far, <laughs> Seth, because I think that uh, getting at least to leaving on it and going to Tucson is like, mm-hmm. you know, gives you a nice like vertical slice of what the <clears> game <throat> does. You get a little bit of everything yeah. where you get. A sanctuary, which is the dungeons with like wildlife as the enemy, a boss, and um, like then you Wait, get to see. Are the, little... the clown ants really real wildlife? Yes, it's it's goofy. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> I hate them. Um, uh, They're then, real. Don't go to yeah, Tucson. Like the clown ants and the slugs, <laughs> and the and then you get the a large ant is the boss. Yeah. And then yeah. on your way to leave, the cops get mad at you and they try to fight you. And uh, a guy built a shitty robot in his backyard, and he's the leader of the yeah, mob. Oh, that's yeah, Frank. Frank is uh, yeah, I died guy. once to... <laughs> that guy rules. I died once to his robot. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, my God. He kicked my he ass was... the first, like, three... Luckily, I was using save states like yeah. most of us were. Frank is Because always... I'm trying to enjoy the game. I save states. Yeah. Um, I was talking about starting to use them, like, when I lost to that big ant the first time. 
And I, I made a safe state, but I didn't end up having to use it. Mm. So I'd say um, if you're going to play, listeners, if you're going to play this game, just use safe states. You're experiencing the game safe for... Safe states, use a guide. You're going to get the most out of it anyway. Yeah. You're not... Yeah. This is not... There are games that I would say where doing either one of those things could mess with the experience, but Earthbound is not one of them. You can yeah. get everything out of Earthbound with still... Still, I mean, the game in the U.S. I mean, came it's... packaged with a guide. Yeah, you're yeah. there for the they experience. They want you to so see far, it. it's a little bit harder than I thought it would be, but it's not well, like I, I, unbearably. It's hard in the beginning. It's the early game. It's a weird difficulty thing. Yeah, that, like I think it's yeah, most fitting to get, to get, get into to now because this is around. Yeah, what go ahead, Alex. About. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Th- starting you out with just one character is like a strange move because as soon as you get two or or three characters, like the leniency of like the damage ticking and you know getting higher hp values makes it so that you can and getting somebody that has stronger attacks than ness because the second you get paula she's like she's like i mean she's offensively good at least uh through everything that i've played Mm -hmm. but like on top of that she has like a more multi-target attacks she learns more and uh more and better psychic attacks than ness does because she has has higher pp generally and, and uh, she and she does different support too because yeah. she has an offense up and defense down. Um, uh, but psychic things. The weird the weird thing that offsets it that I didn't really figure out until this run was that um, well actually Mother Three taught it to me. But um, if you uh, if you wipe if you're just Ness and you die, uh, you'll respawn at the last and you can say whether or not to continue. And so if you say no, it'll mm-hmm. put you back at your last save. But if you say yes, it will put you back at your last save with all of the progress you had. Yeah, um, that's right. I actually liked that a lot. Yeah. Which for me most of the time was my house. Yes. Uh, but so, so oh. in, that made it so in that way you can you can kind of inertia your way through the difficulty curve by just playing up until you die enough times so that you're leveled up enough. It's a, it's a very strange yeah. approach to Grind? I guess you'd call it grinding, but it's more like trying until you right. get it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think it's weird. I didn't the feel game, the need this to grind. Game, yeah. I just felt the need to keep yeah. going. It's, it's strange. This game punish you so much harsher for losing a party member than it does for having a party wipe. Like, a game over is way less of a problem to me well, yeah, than losing I, I mean, one party member in the middle of a dungeon. Yeah. Once you have more characters, um, getting a wipe or, or dying... Uh, will revive just Ness. So then you still have to spend money to or items to yeah, re- get them out of the hospital. revive the rest of your team members. Yeah, it's a but strange money is bullshit in this game. Yes. An hour, no right? object. It's just kind of a weird time tax to have to do that though. Yeah, the the money just keeps coming once you start leveling up. Yeah. Your dad's just like, "Hey, have a thousand dollars." I'm like, "Yo, thanks, dad." Yeah. Um but, uh, but yeah, the yeah, early I'm, game is a weird weird thing, and I'm glad you kind of yeah. got over on it, because that was the hump for me on my first playthrough. I, I probably yeah, I put the game so down a, a couple is... times before I finished that first step, until I actually yeah. went on and finished it, of course. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm at the part now where they're starting to tell me, hey, go save Paula, go save Paula, yeah. where in my game she's um, Uwu. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uwu has been kidnapped. Though, like, it's, it's funny the... Um, like, the reactions everybody has to a lot of the kids. Like, your mom's just like, oh, yeah, you're gonna go to the meteor? Oh, you're, you're gonna go even if I tell you not to? All right, just change out of your oh, jammies. Yeah. I'm like, okay, mom. Um, and then with um, Paula, 
everyone's like, oh no, she got kidnapped. But the mom is like, ah, I'm not worried. She's got a guardian angel. And then well, you go see the dad behind her, like in the room behind her. The, yeah, the dad. Oh, he, doesn't, so he has no idea. He doesn't even know she's gone. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is like, oh no, she got kidnapped. And he's like, oh, let me go get her. Wait, she's not here. Oh, just come back later. Like, okay, dad. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked a lot of the humor. I liked, um, I like, so on it doesn't have any uh, enemies in the city limits except for the sharks who are like yeah the, the sharks are like a gang who are mm-hmm. like concentrated in one area but around yeah. uh tucson you have like just r- blue people yeah. walking around yeah you those are the guys from the cult you have uh, not clansmen well they definitely they, okay, aren't i haven't right. gotten to well, the cult no, yeah, they part do yet have, but funnily um, enough they're modeled after a real cult that was in japan yeah mm. Uh, huh. um, that was not a race realist thing like the clan was. Uh, they were more of a, uh, they were more of a, uh, I, only I know how to get into heaven kind of thing. <laughs> Great. Mm. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So but this, this, this cult just wants to paint everything blue. Yeah. Which is yeah. fun. They're blue and pink and they're, they chase after you and they're really scary looking, especially the hippie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not part of the cult. He's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's just around. he's just a new age hippie. <laughs> yeah. Same with the same with the, the annoying reveler who is also in Tucson <laughs> the first time. Yeah. he's just an um, annoying guy. Like one of his attacks is to just say uh, he uh, discourages, he yells at you for being a young whippersnapper, and your like defense goes down. <laughs> yeah, Aww. it's realistic. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, what do you no, think so of the I'm psychic of stuff and um, the the battle system and huh? such? system yeah and like uh, the the style or whatever any final thoughts i like the style um as i said a lot of the sprites look like uh scary funhouse clowns but yes. it's it's the weird japanese style is what a lot of it is um i guess hmm. do, you, do you guys know what i'm saying i didn't really get that vibe at all i like that it's japanese culture trying to imitate american culture a little yeah. bit or western like I, culture i can definitely see the japanese stuff seeping through is yeah but a lot of trash the japanese love to say <laughs> the uh japanese culture <laughs> loves to say that we're covered in trash all the time yeah. which is you know fair <laughs> what, what else did you have to say a battle system battle system so far i have i don't think i've seen enough of it to say it's um, not because I haven't I think, gotten to the party. Yeah, it doesn't come stuff. into its yeah, own. I've only until you been have at least three guys, I think. And even and then, it's especially not the rolling crazy, health it's... doesn't matter until you have yeah. like a, at least one fifty in terms of health. Yeah, because you, you can't up yeah, until you can't then heal you... off a hit if you're, if you're ticking down. <laughs> well, you only have Nick, you want to explain? Yeah. We haven't talked about the rolling stuff at all. Do you want to give a quick? Oh rundown? yeah, I, I do want to explain that a little bit. One of the things that's very unique to Earthbound is. Um, the rolling health meter. So it's like a uh, it's like an odometer in a car where you, the mileage will go roll up and down. It won't ever roll down in a car. <laughs> that's your um, Ferris Bueller uh, situation. Yes. Right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, when you're healing, it's rolling up, and when you're taking damage, it's rolling down. But it has to roll through each one of those numbers individually. It doesn't just jump to that point value. So when you take a hit that's going to kill you, uh, or you take a hit that does a lot of damage, if you can mash through the text and heal before that hit reach is finished calculating all the damage then it'll start scrolling up you can catch it yeah. before oh. it send it in the other direction yeah that's this is really cool but it doesn't it is like completely useless information 
until uh, a couple hours into the yeah. game. Yeah, until you have um, enough health because to you, matters. Yeah, until you have enough health, until you have, like, enough healing, ways to heal. Yes. Like, Ness, one of the weird quirks about Ness being your first party member is that Ness is almost always slower than the enemies. Yeah, what's up with mm-hmm. that? He's sl- slower than the rest of your party in a lot of cases, too. Yeah, slower than the rest of your party. Someone calls him kind of fat early, and maybe that kind of plays into yeah, it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> called me fat kid. Um, <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're fat. What are you talking about? Um, so, uh... But, like, yeah, Ness yeah, is Yeah, I didn't know slow, that. So... I don't think I've gotten to a point where I could really do that because yeah, of my, so, uh, and Paula, my health was Paula's low really and I was fast, slow. really fast, so... It's, so, like, it's part of that charm of a game tricking you into thinking that you're beating the system yes. when it's a designed mechanic um it's yes. really yeah, satisfying to be like aha i beat you but yeah. it's like no we wanted two, you to do that two more bits about the system that i think are cool and worth mentioning um when you uh you know that it'll it will tell you in the text when you take mortal damage so you know to prioritize yes. that uh if you don't necessarily have an eye on what your hp number is and you see like if you only have 130 health and it says you took 150 damage and it doesn't tell you it was, you know, mortal, then you might not know, but it, it'll tell you, and mm-hmm. then you'll get a big sound cue, so you know. Great sound cue. Yeah. Oh, great, yeah. great noise. Um, I'm going to try and put it in right here. And one more thing that's important <laughs> to mention, too, I think, uh, is if you're in a random battle or you think you're close to the end of a fight, uh, ending the battle will also stop the HP from rolling down. So right. if you right. if you are like, everyone takes a big hit, you can make a mad dash for the end of the battle and hope that no nobody fucking dies. Just you really fucking play. mash. Yeah, I've That's had that. I've had that save my ass a couple of yeah. times where it's like, oh, somebody took mortal damage, but in that same turn, you know, uh, Paula or Jeff got off some gigantic hit that did, annihilated the enemy before the health yeah. was done taking down. And that that ends up becoming like a thing for at least for me the way, for the way I play and random encounters and stuff. I will probably mostly just mash through bashing everyone. Uh, in a lot of yeah. cases, because even if you take a big hit, you usually won't take down as much damage as, you know, you, you'll usually make out okay, uh, which is cool. I think that's it's the most yeah, unique a really... battle mechanic in this game. One of the sure. things that I th- find interesting about that is that because of this system, I think it definitely because of this system, they designed it so that a lot of enemies can kill you in one hit. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, enemies and yeah, bosses or, or and certain enemies in general. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, you can also kill enemies in one hit. What, what? Okay, so I thought I was glitching out at certain points where I got to a point where if I stepped on a snake, mm. it would just die. Yes. Nope, that was a, <laughs> that's, uh, that's an intentional mechanic. That's designed in. Okay. Where if you're... It's realistic. When you fight attack, something, a no small animal, there's no challenge. You just beat them in one yeah. hit. Yeah, it, it's an interesting approach to being overleveled for an encounter where they will just they'll yeah. just say, okay, you won. Uh, it kind of factors in You won, in you a got one things. XP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. You can also do that. In, you can shore up the, the distance between uh, the auto win and a normal fight if you approach them from behind. So some enemies, yeah. if you get the green swirl and you have the advantage, you, you can instantly kill them even if you wouldn't normally. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. kind of right. cool. Um, Else I one amazing so, thing with that feeds into that is once you beat the sanctuary boss so real quick uh, main story thing is you have to collect the melodies from yeah seven yeah. seven eight, really peaceful eight, uh, yeah, eight really peaceful a melody from a footprint yes really peaceful serene locations it's not about killing and someone it's about collecting that are slightly weird or abnormal like uh they they could not happen in in real life 
uh, and that's what makes them special. They're a little weird. It's like, hey, this one landmark of the town, it's like, this is the cave that always has smoke pouring out of it or something. But because it's earthbound, it's like, this is a big footprint. It's the giant step, yeah. which is a giant, a giant all, step. Yeah, and there so aren't cool. any more around it. It's just one strange so provocative names, which is very good. I thought there I was going to be something happening there. Like, I, I really did. No, it's just cool. I mean, something sort of does. Nothing. It's just a footprint. You absorb, you absorb cool. a piece of the melody, and you see into the past just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was yeah, I was leading was towards yeah. once you beat the boss and get to the beautiful serene location, now you got to walk back to town, which would normally yeah. be really dire. But all the enemies you get healed completely. They kind of scramble away from you. All the enemies run away from you, and now you can get the advantage on them in every yeah. battle. So it's a great way to but you don't have to fight. It's a great way to catch up leveling. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more, th I mean, I, I usually will have a spare, uh, exit mouse in that situation. Uh, <laughs> there. But, uh, oh, check yeah, the I Instagram like for a good there, explanation on the this mice. This fucking mouse, there, you go to this house and there are mice there and the mom, and they're just carrying signs and the mom mouse is like, will you please take one of my sons with you? <laughs> He's tough. Like, you can yes. treat him like an item. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw him in your bag. I tried to sell what my my exit mouse. He's in your inventory. I tried to sell him because I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to get rid of. I hate how small your inventory is yeah, because that's... everything gives you fucking cookies. That's the biggest problem like... with this game is yeah. the inventory. Yeah. I'd say one of the first Wait. things you say when you go to the exit mouse house is you talk to a guy and he says, "I live rent free in the mouse's house," and you're like, <laughs> "Okay, dude." <laughs> <laughs> so great but yeah that's yeah, like kind of sounds like he's getting a good deal yeah. yeah like a lot of rpgs have a like an, an escape rope or a way to get out of a dungeon and teleport it back to the entrance but like this is the most creative and weirdest and such a fun it's a mouse yeah. with a sign yeah. he, it's just a yeah it just has a arrow he sign. guides you to the exit like, go this way yeah, yeah. Um, right so um what was your overall impression? Did you say it was positive, Seb? Is this something you might return to? Or it was positive, and I feel like I didn't play enough to decide if I want to finish it, because, again, I didn't get the party mechanics. I think um, you got to at least play until you get Paula. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I can try to do that. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's um, only like another hour, I'd say, and then you get Paula, yeah. and then, then that's like a big turning point because you have a second character that means a lot and the whole sequence of getting her is really fun where you meet yeah. car painter which is a fucking car great name for a character yeah. so you far i'd like to play badge. more of it just to see the um just to see the humor yeah. because oh yeah it, it's been really funny and i also i just love that um snes aesthetic of of the warped graphics the mode seven it's gorgeous um it it just looks really cool it it still looks really good now. Yeah, it like, absolutely, it's not like a situation. Yeah, it makes hay yeah. out of those design limitations, I think. It really... Yeah, and um, the emulator I'm playing on has an option where um, even if you've got it full screen, because if you had it like the regular size, like the original resolution, it's like the size of a stamp That's very on tiny my screen. On screen. That's yeah. very tiny. Um, hmm. So I can uh, expand it. Yeah, uh, and then it looks like <laughs> to, shit. To, so I can see everything. Um, and normally that would make everything blurry, but this one, um, you can, you can cancel the anisotropic filtering yeah. on it. So it just looks like a big version of pixels and it's really nice. It looks really good. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, maybe I'll try to get, uh, Paula and then see where I go from there because it, it is a cute little game and I can see how it's been so influential on some people and so, so many people like it so much. Yeah. I obviously I'm going to be a big 
uh, flag waiver for this game. It's it's really good, and I like it. It's easy mm-hmm. to a point, and it gets weirder really quick. Yeah. Like, you're going to get to the next Definitely. town, and, and the next town's going to be weirder, and the next town's going to be weirder, and then you're going to be fighting dinosaurs, yeah. and your sprite's going to be one pixel. <laughs> and it's going to be really confusing. Like, it doesn't yeah. belong in a game I mean, like yeah. this. <laughs> I, I think the, the weirdness and the humor holds. And even in, I think, some of the back portion of this game, uh, like, sags a little in area design and uh, and creativity in a sense. But I think that the weirdness, the, like, fantastic music, and the, like, great enemy designs. Oh, yeah, the music. The way, all the way through. <laughs> this game gets a ton just from charm. Like I don't yeah, like RPGs exactly. too much, and just this game is so. Even going through the second desert and good. the swamp is fun. <laughs> yeah, fighting right. that I'm pile in, of puke a... for a second time. Yeah. <laughs> Love I was it. In a, I was in Desert Two, and then after that, they asked me to go to a swamp and kill uh, the one of the most annoying bosses in the game a second <laughs> yes. time. I think that's and the that's that's kind yeah, of that's the sketchiest stretch of that's that kind game, of where I'm at. But uh, but yeah. like. But the thing is, I wasn't I wasn't sighing at it, you know. I was like, okay, uh, let's see what happens next. Mm. And of course, during that, they take one of your party members away. And uh, <laughs> like, but like all this stuff would be easy to dunk on, right? In any game, but in Earthbound, it's all it all makes you smile. Well, yeah, it's all like, wrapped it's like, up so nicely. It's cute. It's fun it's, and, and cute. Yeah. yeah. This guy burped so, on me and I died. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so for the sound modulations they have on Mr. Belch, oh. which he is the, or Master Belch, the first time you see him. Uh, the second time you see him, he has a different name that I don't remember. But I, I, cause I was, like I have not now. reached that point myself. Yeah. I think he's but... a giant pile of puke the second time. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not Belch anymore. He's Mr. P. He's Master Puke, I think. Master Puke. <laughs> I believe it's a different man slash pile. No, no I think it's the no, same. Says, I think he yeah, says he's the same. And then, oh, and I, okay. I've gotten stronger. I just clocked that uh, when I played it. Instead of just burping, I didn't, I I didn't make that. Yeah, Ugh. I didn't notice it. Oh god, the SNES can noises, produce the, the most beautiful burps. Are so gross. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. And I, I do want to say that. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go yeah. next because I have had. I, go I, ahead. The, I have the next uh, professional amount of experience because I have not beaten this game and the other two have. Mm. Um, I. Uh, I had known about this game for a long time. I watched Cam play through it on Wii U the first time he played through it, and I, I saw a lot of him him going through it. So I knew things about the game, and I know uh, about the ending. If we do end up, decide to get into that later, but um, uh, I always recognize like, yeah, this is an interesting RPG that has a lot of cool stuff in it. I like the the fast travel system requiring a running start is really uh, you have to so good. Good future yourself. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I could talk about just that feature is so amazing. It's like you need a certain amount of space to fast travel because Ness has to run to gain up the speed. But if speed. you get really good at it, you don't need that much space. You only need a little bit of space because you can turn while you're running. You, so yeah. if you can do it in circles, you can still... Yeah, it's uh, such dumb realism that doesn't need to be added in, but gives well, I, more. Charm I like to, to the think game. of the design overhead of having to plan out spaces big enough to fit somebody doing that, like in in an individual yeah. level. Like if you teleport yeah. to to Winters and you're out front of the the school, the space where you can do that is just long enough to get out. Like yeah, it, that's <laughs> another point where it makes you feel like you cheated the game because yeah. it's like. I have literally the exact number of squares to be able to teleport if I start I'm right going here. through the general right. store. Yeah, there's <laughs> right. going to be a so flaming hole. So I had seen all these things, and I, I knew, like, 
I know why Cam likes Earthbound. I don't need a whole podcast episode to find out why Cam <laughs> likes Earthbound. But I will. Too bad. I haven't experienced. I haven't experienced it myself. Yeah. So I was looking forward to trying it out, and um, I really, I really got into this game over the past week. I gotta say, I um, like I said, I we made caught it you to... at just the right time. I'm glad that. Yeah. It was a perfect storm for this to come up because Alex also just beat Mother Three. Yeah. So. And I had just finished Final Fantasy VII, which um, has some weird, unfavorable comparisons with this game. For Final Fantasy VII being the game that everyone loves as the best RPG ever, there was times playing Earthbound, I'm like, why didn't Final Fantasy VII do this? And the answer <laughs> is... That never uh, rigidity. Well, no, I think the answer is that it uh, Final Fantasy VII's development was a lot tougher than the development of this game, it, and there was, was a million more things more ambitious that... in, in a sense. Yeah. But yes, you don't have uh, you don't have the budget to spend on you know uh, six writers if uh, you're inventing 3D for the first time <laughs> yeah. in an RPG, and uh, I understand that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what I, was yeah, this, I'm off what of, was this I'm, like I'm, playing playing it yourself? Did for did the you, first time? Did you notice a lot of things uh, that time, you might not have caught watching I, him play? Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely notice the feel of the difficulty of the game because you don't really get that watching someone like whether someone dies or not you could always think to yourself oh well they died because of this decision or that decision or or this luck or that luck but getting a feel for how hard a game is is something that really happens when you play it yourself and this game kind of starts off tough it starts off killing you a couple of times because yeah. you're yeah. not you don't have a lot it's of tools a, it's a low and then loss but it also feels weird yeah. to be dying that early yeah, it definitely does, but I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Uh, I think that the game kind of eases you in. Like, it shows you that, like, hey, dying doesn't necessarily have to be super consequential. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, it, dying doesn't have to be the end of the world. And um, it's, like, uh, because of that, I think I, I really got used to it. Like, even though I had the save states and I did use them, uh, in Ana in and Tucson, I don't think I... I, I didn't save scum anything. I was just like, well, if I die, then I go back to the hotel and I'll yeah. just soak up all the experience again. Like, it's fine. Um, of course, once you get to three and dying means that you get sent to a, a hotel that's like a, a hundred miles away from where you need to be. Yeah, that's a bummer. Like, um, that's when it's time for me to start using the uh, uh, SNES 99X uh, emulator to save scum yeah. my way through it. Just save and, scum um, through it. The I, game's good. An regardless. interesting note about my experience with this game is that I played it on the phone. That's right. I was. This is was another that thing right? I was doing. Yeah, I saw yeah. you and Alex were both yeah. doing that, yeah. right? Yeah, wow. I emulated it on my phone uh, through the Super Nintendo emulator because that's something that else that I knew I could do, but I just never had done. Yeah. Like, so for our listeners, for me too. how would one go about doing that? Because it's very easy. Uh, well, a Super Nintendo emulator is a perfectly legal thing to download, so it's just on the Google Play Store. Yes. And I imagine there's an equivalent on the iOS the one, store. And uh, SNES uh, and th- 9X is the one you, the, that you want. Uh, 9X. Right. Yeah, That's they the also have um, SNES 9X is also the one I was using yes. on my computer. That so. is right. It works on that. Yeah, they've got active. Yes. That is a free mm-hmm. mobile app one that doesn't appear to have any advertisements, which is hard to come by yeah. on uh, mobile right. emulators. Because the people wow. who made it just wanted to play Earthbound. Yes. They, <laughs> they they weren't worried about making money. That's right. Uh, 
And um, one thing that I will say is that I sure do miss having buttons. That that was yeah. that's on me for playing it on mm -hmm. the phone. But I I miss having buttons to control a game instead of instead of the touchpad for everything. Yeah, I've tried playing uh, on on the phone before on emulators, and it's just so much of a hassle for I, me. Like um, if even, I was trying to play like Mega Man or some yeah. shit, I would be losing yeah. my mind because yeah. yeah. I don't need um, inputs so, so quickly. Because of the way uh, the, the current world is, uh, but. Uh, I've kind of gotten used to virtual buttons in a way that it doesn't bother me a ton in a game like this, yeah. where I have time to fucking misclick yeah, it's five not times. Action yeah, you don't need for... to worry about your yes. reflexes. Uh, in a strategy um, game or uh, a RPG, like I'm pretty fine with it. It hurts my fingers after a little yeah. while, but otherwise it's, it's pretty fine. It's also a little bit of a pain to set up for me, because your phone is not very well uh, navigatable, navigable. Navig sure. Navigable. That one. Navigable. Um, for finding files, so or most phones aren't. Um, so it's kind of annoying being like, where the fuck did this ROM download oh, yeah. to? To my downloads folder. Um, yes. Perfect. No, my phone oh, really? is like, oh, do you want to go to your downloads it's folder? Do you want to go into the downloads. system folders? Oh, hey, yeah. here's your document. Gotcha. Here's your Google Drive folder. I'm like, where did you put it? Um, so. Anyway, Nick, yeah. uh, what, what are some other impressions? So, yeah, um, it starts off w weirdly difficult, but lets you push through it. And then after that, it, um, after that, it, like, kind of eases you in with multiple party members and, like, the easy grinding spots and the, the kind of sanctuaries that aren't too tough. I think, that in particular, the second sanctuary that you get to, can do right after you get Paula mm -hmm. is a very nice I, kind of easy sanctuary to I do. You can solo it before. if you want. Paula, yeah, you which can. Isn't that much harder, but is a little harder because you don't have the. But it's HP also mission. a bad idea because yeah. you don't get Paula leveled up. Yes. <laughs> right, you want Paula to get experience. Yes, that makes a big difference. Yeah. So what you? So we barely touched on it, but I mean, we oh we touch on it every week. But the music is what I use for all the bumpers that I record for this show. And if you're skipping the breaks, uh, fuck you. But oh, I, the, <laughs> I forgot to mention, um, the, I didn't realize how much music I hear just around the yes. internet is so it's, it's in earthbound. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo's not going like, to copyright claim you for it. They have no grounds to do it because it's full yeah. of samples they and they have not released <laughs> earthbound in six years. Like yeah. that yeah. stuff. It's, it's really good. All the, most of it's the goofy music yeah. that I hear. Yeah, it sounds kind of yeah. public domain-y anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's a melody that anyone could come up with. Yeah, like the hotel theme in particular right. sounds like elevator music. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, it's, the, it's the Tower of Terror the, music. Yeah. If you want to talk Disney stuff, that's the, I love the hotel uh, the, theme. The shop theme yeah. will be stuck buy in my head something, forever. Will ya. It, buy it's something, will ya? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, one but, um, one I, weird... I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Well, I, while I have the uh, the weird shop music... Uh, Gotta talk about music. On mind, um, the, there's one particular weird distortion of the hotel theme when you're in... Uh, when you're in three and you get attacked no? by the zombies, there's the woman oh, yeah. who leads you into the hotel room and then you get uh, jumped by zombies. Uh, but there's, it is a specific strange distortion of the hotel theme that I just love. It's so cool. It's like Cynthia. I'll have little, to yeah. check that yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know if it's a separate track. Yeah, that's on a fun, anything, that's, but it's, it's very, that's good. a fun moment. Um, but I want to talk about my, uh, I, yeah. so I, I talked a little bit about the difficulty, but um, another thing that I like about this game 
So depending, I make my decisions on whether or not to name the characters in RPGs very like I'm real weirdly picky about this. Like um, in yeah. Pokemon, I name every Pokemon I catch that I intend on using except for legendaries because there's supposed to be only one of them. Yeah, so same. they already have a name. You don't want a Zapdos and, uh, named Josh. Oh, right. Yeah, it's the weird. Zapdos is, already has a name. It's Zapdos. But if I catch don't catch a, a god and name him. If I catch a Diglett, I can name the Diglett because there's a million of them, but Zapdos already has a name. So, like, I get weird about that. And uh, when I was playing Final Fantasy VII, I'm like, I don't want to name all these guys uh, Gay420 and Cool Ranch because <laughs> even, though, even though I would personally get enjoyment out of it, I think I would mix up who was yeah. who if I didn't know their actual names because I've never played this game before. Yeah, so and I then the dramatic moments are less dramatic because they're right. like, but they're right. really 420, funny. no! <laughs> but Earthbound encourages you to be creative with this stuff more than I think any game that I know yeah. of. It, like, where it they're basically like, gives no, you no, no, a no, quiz no. at the beginning. It's like, yeah, it reads like yeah, an interview. Name these yeah. five, or name these name four, five four, people. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Look at, look at this. What is it called? Yeah, it tells you. So I decided to give myself a name scheme. Yeah. based on love flavors it. which i i uh, only grew to love more as the game yeah. went on i uh, named ness umami uh paula was salty jeff was sweet Pooh was sour uh the dog was savory and uh, my favorite food they said your favorite homemade food so i thought it would be funny to put in something really artificial so my favorite homemade food was dorito <laughs> and uh, i love when my mom makes dorito for me <laughs> Eat some Doritos so and up to bed. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so I'm so jealous of you thinking of that because That's the first great. time I played through the game, I, I didn't think I'd finish it this time, so I half asked it. I named myself Cam I mean named Ness Cam and I used the stock names for the rest. Yeah. But And the way they do the stock names is that you click a button that says don't yes. care and it will give you the uh, yes. canon and name if for the you character. Click that which is more than once, you have about five options of pre generated ones. Is that right? Oh, so I like that. I, I actually did all the B-sides the localizer... for the names. That oh, that's I, I good. don't care twice, and I got... Um, hold on, I'll read these off, because they're strange. Yeah, I want, I want to know this. I never, um, I never even tried that. Hold on. Uh, so Ness was... Kind of like in Pokemon, uh, they all have both. Ness was Alec. Uh, Paula was oh, Nancy. Uh, Jeff okay. was Dan. <laughs> and Pooh was Kato. Um, Kato? Yeah, oh, okay, I get it, yeah. So um, one of the names that you can get for Paula, I believe, is what the localizer of Earthbound eventually ended up calling his daughter. But uh -huh. he didn't know he was going to have a kid yet when he was writing Earthbound. Yeah, like but he's like, I guess I just had that name in my head for a while. And I thought that was kind of an interesting little tidbit. Um, real quick, uh, my first playthrough, I was more creative. I went with Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer. Because yeah. that's four, four, three boys and one girl. And then... Uh, this time I went with what I said earlier, but I named my my favorite food French toast as F toast. So my mom <laughs> made like F toast for me. <laughs> and um, that seemed very personal, Cam, which made me which endeared me to it more because it's like right. it's like, hey, you're not trying to do a silly joke here because it's easy to do a silly joke when it's like, oh, uh, if you say what your favorite thing is, then you know that they're going to make an innuendo about you eating it. So you could say cock or dick or okay. pussy or whatever, and, yeah. and then. Then it's like, uh, uh, Here, you know, eat in some one of the dick and scoot off the bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is funny. That's the thing. It's nothing wrong so, with that. So, uh, you know, one of the dialogues is you caught a whiff of like whatever the home cooked food is, but just for a second. So it'll say you caught a whiff of pussy, but just for a second, and then it, then, it'll, then the text will fade away. So like you can do you can do stuff like that if you want to be vulgar yeah. or goof off or whatever. Um, but it's it does mean something 
when you make it so that you care about it yes i think that's much more it's like naming your party members your friends it's like i mean look i want alex to die in real life but when it comes to a game maybe, you know, I, maybe don't. I don't want to see the text that says alex died <laughs> you know right alex took mortal damage you don't want to think about that right it makes it it adds a level of personal especially asking someone their favorite food is just it's a really yeah. sweet thing that this game does really well but anyway right. nick don't, I'm, yeah. i delayed us a lot go on um, oh, I hear some thunder. Yeah. So I got a I, severe uh, thunderstorm. Your Franklin badge on. I have. Um, uh, I made my favorite food Dorito, as I said. I, favorite thing is what your uh, what your uh, psychic attack is going to be named. What Ness's psychic attack is going to be named, like I said. So, or like uh, like was said earlier. And um, uh, my favorite thing for this uh, one was PCAST. So I had yeah. uh, PSI PCAST as my attack. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, yeah, I was very, uh, I was very happy with how that worked because, uh, uh, as you all know, the PCAST does do psychic damage to you every That's time right. That's you right. encounter it. That's why we tell you not to listen to it. If you didn't know, see a doctor, get an MRI. Right. <laughs> so uh, you may. We already, we already talked a little bit about <laughs> on it. We already talked a little bit about uh, Tucson. I want to talk about um, Cam mentioned Threed, which is a. Uh, the main features of the town are a huge circus tent and a giant graveyard. Right. Oh, and, did you guys uh, know Mr. T is in Tucson? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's all over yeah, the damn absolutely. place. He's, yeah, he's getting there's hit by cars. Of, uh, there's many a lot Mr. Of N- T? Yeah. There are many Mr. T in, okay. uh, in Earthbound. But, um, I've only seen him uh, once. After, uh, so there is a, a, another character we haven't really talked about yet who is the, there are two main villains of the game. Like, why do you go on this quest in the first place? The meteor lands, Buzz Buzz the, the flyer or bee or whatever tells you about the, uh, tells you about the quest you have to go on. But why are you going on this quest? It is because an alien named Gygus is going to destroy the world. But it is also because the kid who went along with you and heard this same speech, the, the shitty neighbor kid who lives next door, he heard that whole speech and he's like, I'm not part of the prophecy, am I? Because I don't really want to be. That doesn't sound like yeah. a thing. They're like, four but kids still... will save the earth. And he's like, oh, I hope that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, but he still heard all that information. So he's like, well, if I know what it takes to save the world and that a, an alien is going to come destroy everything, why would I not join the winning team? <laughs> and so he just kind of, he just kind of is a, is a shithead to everyone for various reasons through the rest of yep. the game and he becomes more evil as time goes on yes in he's increasingly very <laughs> funny ways but he's fun, causing a lot of the problems you're running into way, where he'll just leave yeah. a sign that said i you know i was here uh ha ha you smell me. he's he, there's no other way to describe it he's a little shit yeah and you're the yeah, same age as him shit. but he's a bit of a dick that's right um yeah the there's thing a, is, um yeah. so his dad also grounds him and says no more dessert for the next 10 years for the <laughs> game, which is when they were supposed to destroy the earth in, well, he's, he's full in of 10 shit. years. I love it. Um, but yeah, so so you've got your, your enemies laid out in front of you. You need to go, go to all these sanctuaries. By the way, the sanctuaries were kind of an underplayed part when I was watching Cam. I was like, oh, you have to go stop Gaiga, so you're going to all these places to collect your party members and to go on this journey to stop Gaiga. I didn't really absorb that you needed to collect the eight melodies on your I love that zone. part. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's, me too. It's so yeah. good because it's not... The game's plot pushes you along without yeah, the sanctuaries for the most part. B, it's like a B, B story to the main story in an interesting way until it becomes the main plot. Until, you, until it rolls into the end of the game. It's a little it's, bit of a B movie. You always have something else bringing you forward, which is cool. 
because uh, yeah. yeah, right. You have a like a grand, and then quest you get to a point a where you're playing as Jeff without anyone else, story. and you go yeah. up to. Yeah, I said it before, but I love the idea of like, oh, you killed the dragon. You're not getting a cool sword or a magic power or something or saving a princess. Like, look at this beautiful area. <laughs> you get to hear just a take small a minute. part of a song. Look at this giant <laughs> yeah. footprint. Yeah, just relax for a second. Absorb you're a peaceful healed. moment. <laughs> Look at, uh, get some historical context for your being and just look at this weird thing and get a full heal. Like it's, it's cool. I yeah, love so that. Cool I liked unique. every, I liked every sanctuary I've been to so far. I've been to six out of the eight sanctuaries. Um, and I, and from what I understand, the game kind of rushes you through the last two after a lengthy segment where you go fight some dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, the, last, the last one is behind, like, two areas and some other stuff. So, like, th that one is a little stretched, but, yeah. it the You kind of get them as you go in, at an interesting click. It's not too... Uh... You did, um... Uh, four and five are, like... Uh, or five and six are, like, back-to-back, -back, which yeah. is kind of cool. Because, like... You don't always, it's not always you go to a town, you solve their problem, and then you get to go to the sanctuary. Uh, although that's how it is for the first two towns. In the third one, there's no sanctuary there at the beginning, and you find one later on. And then in Foresight, it's like, oh, well, I guess there's no sanctuary here because it's a city. And then you find out there's one in the sewers later <laughs> on. Uh, and, but you don't see it the first time you go there. You uh, only find the sanctuary in Foresight on a return trip, which is another cool thing. Mm. And all these sanctuaries are just like slightly abnormal places like they're definitely abnormal they couldn't occur in our world but they are not so fantastical as to inspire wonder in the sense that like a you know a, a crazy bottomless pit or weird portal to another dimension or anything like that it's not anything that you could harness for some kind of power it's just like a it's a big footprint in uh in in on it and it's uh the milky well i think is the <laughs> second one which is just uh it's just like a a well like a, a spring that just has this pink liquid coming out of it. Love it. Which I have to assume is some kind Ew. of uh, some kind of milk. Love it. Beautiful, and then, gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of my favorite sanctuaries that I went to was the Rainy Circle, which is just a circle where it always rains and there's no cloud and there's no and it doesn't soak. It just soaks into the ground forever. It's there's no there's blue skies around it. Beautiful. And it's the, that circle is always rainy. And like, you're always fighting a weird variation on wildlife to get to these. Like there are plenty of bosses that are like weird robots or. Uh, possessed people or ghosts or whatever, but not all the sanctuaries. It's just an animal that guards the sanctuary, and that's yeah. It. It's I like never noticed that. That's really cool. Or a uh, snake or well, agitated yeah. crow. Straight from the Metal right. Gear Solid some, 5 collection, the diamond dog is the last one you fight. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a parallel. Right. So, um, so that's really cool. I liked, I liked going to every town. I liked seeing the personality they all had. Um, Threed being a total freak show is great. Uh, Threed would be memorable in any game, as I was saying, but Threed is especially memorable in Earthbound because they, of how good the writing they is. They lay into the horror stuff early on, and then they kind of like, they're Circus like, all right, that's not what this is game good. is. Yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Seth has a bunch of... Um, Seth has a bunch of... Uh, not Seth, what am I saying? I don't uh, know. Ness has a bunch of <laughs> visions. You're like looking at me and uh, trying to course, say Ness at the same time. Over the, course of the, over the course of the game, Ness Seth's has a bunch of visions and psychic like transportations to weird realms or something like that. And it's easy to say, oh, he's getting high. But it's like, <laughs> no, there's a, there's a way easier... Uh, uh, there's a way easier examination it's, of this, which is like he's going cake. to the... It's normal. 
<laughs> he's going yeah. to the collective unconscious where he's like because yeah, you know man. you see things that are reflections of what you see in the regular world um of course after that a mouse does tell you that you were wandering around a warehouse with a vacant look in your eyes <laughs> when you were in moonside which uh is fun yeah. but um like all that stuff like i i took a bunch of uh screen caps while i was playing the game of like little things that stuck out to me i really enjoyed this it was special it like it was it didn't like the the sanctuary moments were kind of hitting me emotionally and i felt like almost cheated because i'm like hey wait a minute how invested in this could i possibly be mm -hmm. i know everything about this game and i've already seen it played once how am i getting attached when i'm just doing it all in a week for the podcast but like when it was like you saw a glimpse of your mother when she was young i'm like oh that means something like that's that's special the like, sanctuary just... i've said it hundred like three times already the sanctuaries are so beautiful and like it's really impactful in an interesting way yeah yeah i think i have i haven't gotten to the point where i'm, I'm like Oh, the sanctuaries are so nice because the well, only one yeah. that I've seen is you've only seen the one. You have to do eight of yeah. them, and they like are an understated moment in a game. You are killing a big rat yeah. before you walk through a door. It's so. otherwise yeah. really wacky and strange. Like it's it's a neat contrast, and it kind of pervades the whole game. And I think that's why it stands mm. out in a, a fun, cool way. Definitely, um, because you know the rest of the time you're fighting taxi cabs or annoying revelers or worthless protoplasms or whatever you're fighting science <laughs> experiments robot. and robots and aliens and and uh you know just humans who are angry at you and all these other things there's so many things so many enemies so many like items you got to worry about um i we've been gushing about the game nonstop, but i will take one moment to do a negative which is the inventory management in this game is a dog shit it's, it's bad. Really bad yeah how, how many slots does it even have like 20 20, 20 per slots character per person yeah and when you lose a party member for whatever reason, you lose their inventory slots. Oh, is that right? Like, and and they will leave for character moments. Like Paula gets kidnapped a second time at a point in the story, which is a great moment. It's really yeah. cool. Um, uh, and then Pooh leaves to go on some spirit training at another moment. And so those are both times where you only have three party members when you're used to having four, or when you're used to having or two when you're used oh, to having three. Right. And, uh, and you lose their inventory slots. And if you had something good in their inventory slots, they're just yeah. gone. Wow. Because this game is weirdly realistic. It's not realistic in the in the sense that, oh, regular people can't don't have psychic powers, they can't set things on fire with their mind or they can't actually destroy a robot with a baseball that, bat. If somebody Some was holding can. something and they leave, they still yes, have it. That's that's what I mean. Or if a party member got knocked out you wouldn't be able to just revive them on the spot. You'd have to go to the hospital and get them treated. Unless you have some mm -hmm. life noodles. You know, like it's... <laughs> right. Unless you have some life noodles. But, right, unless I have instant ramen on me, when somebody dies, I have to go get them treated. Yes. And if you want an item out of storage, you need to call a delivery service. Yes. You can't Very just put tedious. it in a universal locker. And you can't, I you like can't it. like, Resident Evil style, get rid of key items when you have already used them and they don't have another use. Uh, right, you have to store them. So this is a, a thing that you're doing the whole game. Like the whole game is great with all the text and, and all the quirkiness and everything like that. But every five minutes, you will be managing this inventory that does suck. And, yeah. yeah, and, and a... the thing is, like you you get drops from a lot of the mobs, and they'll just give you trash, like ketchup packets and cookies, and they barely heal any of your shit. So I just like find myself eating them all immediately <laughs> oh, yeah. so I can get better stuff. Um, one more thing that is a major con of the inventory system, too, is that the um, your equipped items all take up inventory slots. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right. that oh doesn't make God. any that sense. That seems like a basic thing you shouldn't have to deal yes. with. Or key items if I'm, that you're going to need. Key, key wearing, items as well. If yeah. I'm wearing a shirt, it doesn't take up the, all the like things that I'm carrying. Yes. You know? So I don't know about you guys, but my nest was always loaded to the brim with like story stuff and his equips. I, I never had a non-essential. Yes, I definitely had that that uh-huh. problem. Um, yeah. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention that was... I kept some hamburgers on on me yeah. for like in case I. I keep those things. Huh? Well, they haven't handed you a dozen uh, inventory Pretty items, uh, key items. Yeah, yet. one more, one more thing about the inventory that is a bummer is um, when you buy a new weapon or a new equipable item, they will, uh, the store will offer to to uh, purchase the one you already had equipped, which is great. Um, except if your inventory is full, they don't let you do that. So if you're if Ness has a full inventory, yeah, that doesn't make no sense. Very frustrating. Swap out your bat for the for the newer one. You have to make a free slot, and then you can do it. Uh, right. It's strange. It's Real it's dumb. definitely the biggest negative I have for the game. It's it's not good. It's a it's a downside right. on the game, but I think it's yeah. as far and as strangely things enough, go, it's not that bad. Yeah. Strangely things, enough, it could be right. Uh, Mother gonna... three does not do much to change that. Uh, key, key items Weird. have their own wow. pocket, but you still have equipped items in your inventory, and everyone still has their own inventory. Bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. I don't it know, was man. a choice that they stuck with, and I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm going to read off a couple of the things I took screen caps of uh, that just the lines that stuck out to me because I think a lot of this great. stuff will be uh, on the Instagram too. I just drafted yeah. a post of uh, please don't cast on Instagram. We'll have some of it. Yeah. Um, there's some. There's some stuff that I really because this game looks gorgeous, game. and you should see what it looks like. Yes, the art style holds up absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, all the. Um, Official art, instead of being drawn, was made with clay. So they have models. They like made so models. cool. Yes. Like Pikmin, yes, it like looks Pikmin. so good. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I have uh, the character. I saved my character names. Uh, then I the next thing I took like a, a screen cap of was um, in Tucson. Uh, if you talk to the guy in the hotel, he keeps trying to brush you off. But what I noticed was that he gave you different text every time. So I just kept talking to him. And eventually he says... Look, kid, just buy yourself something nice, and he gives you fifty dollars. And uh, <laughs> give me as $50. much like our podcast, right. we'll stop bothering you if you give us fifty dollars. <laughs> it's true. Thank you, Emily. Um, a car painter, which oh, by this, uh, I got to shout out the this game's names for human characters, where sometimes it will give them like a regular name, and sometimes it'll just give them this crazy out of off the wall like total bullshit pun. Uh, personal favorite there goes to. Uh, Liar exaggerate, liar exaggerate. The uh, yeah. guy who lives in on it, uh, who is just a uh, like a huckster who can sell you a shitty house. Um, <laughs> and uh, then um, for there seven thousand five hundred dollars. So car painter, he uh, he just straight up calls out in a time where it was still very novel to do this. He says, "Deny, defy me, and I'll end your pitiful game." <laughs> he doesn't say like, "I will kill you." He's like. No, I'm going to give you a game over, and that would be bad. Oh, the number of uh, times they actually reference the game in this is yeah. more yeah. than I have ever seen in any... They're like, oh, come back after you finish Earthbound, yeah. and I'll let you... you yeah, you know, can go to Ape club. Studios headquarters in Forsyth. Uh, uh, Earthbound yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I guess they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah, it turns time. out. Um, so... Uh, Everdread, who is like a, a weird shitty thief that you yeah, meet in Tucson. Man. He uh he after you get after you get the cult out, he goes up to you and he's like, 
Look, I gotta get rid of some money real quick. Here's ten thousand dollars. Don't you yeah. cannot refuse this. <laughs> Listen, I can't put this in the bank, and if the cops ask me where it's going, I can't tell them. So uh, here we go. I, I love that yeah. it's an item. It doesn't go into your money. It's like a thing that you hold on to because it is. Ness also later. knows. Yeah, it's drug money. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hold on to that. Very good. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, it's like we're running this... kind of late, and it's thundering outside. I don't want to lose my recording. Eh, yeah. But yeah, we'll wrap. This well, up. we could do this again if we um, run out. Of, we, we lose no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I still want to um, talk a little bit. So. Uh, there's a so there's if you try to open doors in three when the zombies are still outside, nobody will let you in. But there's this one line where there where you uh, go click on the door and the, and this dude says, "I'm a wimpy little guy, so I can't open the door. Like, I'm Absolutely. not strong enough to Incredible. open the door." <laughs> I, it, it, that right? is today's humor so perfectly. Yeah. Like I'm but a wimpy little guy, I can't do it. <laughs> He's lying because he's, he's scared, boy. but it's so much yeah. funnier for him to say that than I'm scared to go outside because there are zombies out there. For him to go, uh, yeah, I'm actually not strong enough to open this door. <laughs> I'm kind of a little bitch, so uh, sorry. <laughs> I took a screenshot of Tessie, who is the uh, you know the Loch Ness monster kind of thing that uh, Bubble Monkey and Jeff used to ride across a small lake. Gorgeously um, modeled. He really is a he is an MS Paint sweet boy. He is so yes. wonderful. Uh, just big purple. He just uh, has a big smile. Yeah. yeah, so cute. Um, yeah, uh, there's the coffee break segment where you have some coffee with Mr. Saturn, and uh, the game has some serene music, and it just uh, play like it just has text, English text, roll over the screen very slowly while it plays nice music. Just and another like, beautiful, on, calming. It, yeah, it's just refl- like reflect on your moment. journey, reflect it where you've gone so far. It's you're not quite at halfway yet, but you're like really into the journey. Like it's fair to say that if you make it to Saturn Valley to the coffee break, you're probably going to finish the game. Um, right. I don't. I don't think it's going to kick you out after that. You know, like. Uh, uh, but in the middle of the coffee break, which is very like kind of reflect on how far you've come, uh, relax, take a break, enjoy yourself, listen to this great music, read the text, congratulating you for how you're doing so well so far. There's just, in the text in the middle of it was like. Do you remember how the game started? It was Pokey, the worst person in your neighborhood who knocked on the door that fateful night. And it's just funny to point that out. Like, I like to think that like this is Ness doing some self-reflection, which makes me think that even he thinks of, of yeah. Pokey in that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it asks him uh, if he's your friend at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, and I was and like, it's like, yeah, and then immediately he starts talking, and I was like, no. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, I was saying no. Yeah. Uh, I said yes because I thought that Ness would say yes because even if he doesn't think this kid is my friend, what you say to the cops when the cops ask if this is your friend is yes so I can get him out of here. Mm. Even if, like, I don't think that myself. I'm fine with Pokey going to jail. Mm. Um, He probably should have, honestly. Ness Uh, seems uh, like he could be a shithead kid if he wanted to. hmm. Hitting stuff with baseball bats and yo-yos. Anyway, um... There was other stuff. I really like the the kraken design when I th- when because they say, oh, when you sail across the sea, there's going to be a kraken, and I'm like, okay, so it's going to be a big squid. Of course, the kraken's a big squid. I know what the kraken looks like. Then when you see the kraken, it is a three year old's drawing of a snake <laughs> with two giant fangs and a pencil drawing of fire coming out. Like, it's Trogdor. I was blown away. Seb, Seb, Google what the Google Earthbound kraken I'm right also now. You gonna have to see it. what it looks like. It is something special, I gotta say. Yeah, to not call it like a sea monster or something. Jesus Christ, that looks worse than I remember. Yeah, he's great. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you seeing this? Yeah. Sip? 
Sorry, my phone was doing something stupid. Yeah, that's right. Boy, oh, is oh, it a drawing. Oh, he... Oh. It's unique. <laughs> yes. Where's his it eyeballs? Sure he does, doesn't really have <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, he has no yeah. eyes. So, Listeners, um, you know what a, to do. Cha- yeah, it's a challenging boss, and you fight it in the middle of the ocean. He's and got after a big you, head. A- after you beat it, the ship's captain says... I helped too. We did it. And it I, I, th- I threw my slippers at it. You, don't, you didn't see it, but uh, I threw my slipper um. at it. Which is like such a, like, so he doesn't make any kind of exaggerated yeah. claim. Like, I killed it. He's like, yeah. no, I helped because I, I threw my shoe. At I this, helped because I put in minimal effort. My yes, shoes are um, very stinky. Therefore. This game was wonderful, and I am probably going to finish it. Thank you, Cam, for suggesting you it. Better, Alex, do you have anything it. to add? You've been chiming uh, in throughout yeah, everyone's I mean, impressions. This is this is my second playthrough, so there are a couple things I wanted to touch on on replay, because uh, I generally, having uh, like a vague recollection of the game's uh, the game's uh, like strange uh, progression route, uh, was both a blessing and a curse because like I couldn't remember a couple of the strange things you you had to do to get to later parts of the game um, like I didn't think to go talk uh, e- even early like I didn't even think to go uh, talk to Paula to get the um, the Franklin badge I was like oh I must have to save her first uh, and so yeah. I was like oh alright I'll go to the sanctuary and then I'm like oh wait I was probably supposed to do this after I got her all I had to do was right she's to not her. trapped by the sanctuary she's trapped by yeah. other people um, and there were a couple other other like later things where I was like oh right like that's the order you're supposed to do this like you don't do the stone hedge base till way late or you like you don't do a couple of other things um, but also having game knowledge was was kind of cool like knowing how good Jeff's bottle rockets were like made it so that I actually used them and uh, weirdly enough like <laughs> expecting to not like because I, I, I did completed this playthrough I don't know if I mentioned that uh, but like mm-hmm. uh, these guys know every like every step of the way I was like oh this will probably be where I leave it off uh, because yeah like I was like oh I, I don't... yeah because you know the whole time yeah. Alex was like well I've already played the game so I don't really need to replay it to yeah. get I don't know what if I'll talk finish about. it yeah. and then he's like yeah well you know I'll, I'll at least get Paula and then after getting Paula he's like well I should probably yeah, do I'll just get three. Jeff real quick yeah. and then it's like well uh, I'll probably leave it at four side and then after that right. it's um well, you know, I, I'm this far, uh, I'll get to Dungeon Man, and then it's like, at this point, it's just like, uh, today, he's like, yeah, well, I finished yeah. the game, and it's like... I wanted to yeah. the high points, but then I kind of realized, as the like the high points I remembered got later and later, I'm like, yeah, alright, I guess I'll just have to finish this. Um, but in... Yeah, because you said something uh, early on in the week that most of the high points that you remembered were yeah, from I the early game, and to, I, I was kind of surprised getting about to that. Summers is a lot of my favorite parts of the game through. Like, I think that's that touches mm. on most of them. I think like uh, like Dungeon Man and a couple of the later sections, including the ending, are great. But I think that like you get most of the Earthbound experience by having you know gotten to or done a little bit of summer. So, like getting Pooh is pretty much like most of the memorable cool things in the game. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, playing as if I could stop playing the game at any point made me use a lot more of my items and play in a weirder way, which is Uh-oh. kind of funny. <laughs> a little reckless. Yeah. Like, just being able to, like, oh, I'll let him die, or, oh, I'll use these life noodles, because I might not, you know, I might not play again. Or, you know, uh, like, let me use all yeah. my bottle rockets on this dumb fight. Or let me waste one on a hard enemy. Like Yeah, I'm, like, halfway through the 
game. I haven't used a single exit mouse or anything. Yeah. I still have my life noodles. I'm being very cautious. But it also went by very snappy. Like this, I definitely, I don't know, I don't have an hours counter on this, but uh, I probably, you know, I probably beat it in 10, maybe 15, I don't know. Uh, it was real quick. Uh, and I really, I used, I leaned on fast forward and save states a lot. And uh, that was ideal. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's another hallmark of a cam pick is it's short. Yes. Um, but like yeah, this was a lot of fun, and I, I kind of uh, uh, nudged Cam into doing it this week because I also I finished Mother Three recently, and I, I don't have a ton to say on that because a lot of it is the spoilers, and they're connected in an interesting way that I like. Who knows? That might be a later episode. I need to finish. Oh it, but... man, that would be great. But um, uh, especially since um, especially since you know it's we've talked about doing sequel episodes to a lot of stuff before. We've only really done sort of done one. No, we've and I done think a couple. There is. Well, there I... is one in our in our. There's another one in our near future, but I think that uh, returning to topics to kind of like reassess what we what we have going on with them. I think there's a lot going on there, and Mother Three has a very different tone from Earthbound. Yeah, I know it's it. it's an interesting game in that um, this game you don't get your full party until like probably halfway through the game, but in Mother Three you play with different characters that are never in your main party, like for the first you know for a couple chapters, which is weird because like. You're in, you're investing in them, leveling them up, but they aren't important in. Oh, they're important to the story, but they're not important. Yeah. As characters, it's very strange. Um, and also another weird thing. Uh, one of the mainstays of your party, one of the uh, members of your party, is your dog, which isn't too interesting from a character perspective because he's just a dog. Yeah. Um, but he's named Bony. Yes. For a while. If you go with the stock names, so that's pretty funny. Uh, weirdly enough, you use him. You can use him like Jeff to launch, you know, bottle rockets and stuff. But uh, any character can use. <laughs> that's them. it. That is interesting. It makes me think of that video of the dog holding a Roman candle <laughs> yeah. in his mouth. Yeah, terrorizing <laughs> the family. But when every every other character has a gimmick or an interesting thing, just having a dog is strange. Because <laughs> the three, the four characters in this game are iconic and unique, uh, but it's not this. Not the same. It's weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, I love this game. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I played through the whole fucking thing again. Yeah, of course. It's one of yeah, the, one I'm of my so glad that you went through made. an entire playthrough <laughs> twice. It's really good. Yeah. One of the best games on the Super Nintendo by far. Just music, charm, gameplay is pretty good. Yes. And longevity, like it still holds up so well. I'm so happy that you guys all tried it out at least. And I know I'm, I'm banking on Nick finishing it. I, I think it was the perfect storm of he's been playing a bunch of RPGs. Alex just finished Mother Three, cool, yeah. and it was my week was coming up, so yeah. I had time to play it. Seb had time to play it, and it was just like the thing I was worried about this game was time because yes. it it changes so much in the mid game, in the like the the early mid game to the end mid game. It it goes through some really weird right. phases. I didn't get to the end game. I really wanted to get to like uh, the stuff where you know, like you're getting to the last sanctuary and. I guess is really stepping up the threats to everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's a there's a straight from what I remember, Cam, and tell me if I'm wrong. But there is a straight up like, like the game hints at oh aliens are on Earth, but there is a straight up alien invasion of Ana at the end yes. game, right? Uh, and there's kind like, of like an alien base that's one of the last sanctuaries that you go through. Right, right, right. So that stuff is cool, and um, I wish I had gotten to that. And I know another game trick that this game does that I find to be really cool. And I know that uh, Toby uh, Toby Fox aped for Undertale, which is the idea that 
after you beat the game, the game's not over until you come yeah, home. Yeah, the game's not over until you get so, home. Uh, right, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So you like you know the quest, the the world, yeah. the world is saved, but you don't. You ended the game at uh, wherever you are. So I think it's Saturn Valley, but so you have to walk from Saturn Valley to. Um, to Paula's house to sort of bring her back, to walk her home, bring her back to her mom and dad, mm. and then go home yourself. So, like, you can talk to all these NPCs who are like, wow, geez, I was worried for a minute there. It's a good thing you saved the world, but, like... And, like, uh, and, uh, so Apple... many of them have new dialogue, and it's, like, uh, it's insane that all of that uh, got written and that's translated. Awesome. Uh, that's a feat. Um, yeah, mm. I really, I also just... Quick thing, I'm not going to get into spoilers, uh, but I the ending of this game is really is beautiful. I really like it, and it's an interesting twist. On it was one of the first things I heard about the game because people wouldn't stop yeah. talking about it. It's like the part of the pitch to get you to play Earthbound is telling you the ending. Yeah. It's and it's it's good. It's a <laughs> but good, we're going to try and do yeah. that. It's a good uh, ending in yeah, the we're gonna try and Super Metroid that. way, in that it's not like a hard challenge, but it is such a fun, cool, climactic thing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. This game is beautiful, mm-hmm. and. I, I didn't get to say it in the first segment, but if you like Paper Mario, which most people do, I think this has a lot of similarities in that it's an... Uh, this game invented a lot of the things that people like about Paper Mario. It's an the easier like we game. Like, it's not super difficult. It's an RPG. It's yeah. funny. The dialogue is really interesting. The areas are amazing. It's just a really solid game, and I love it for all the obvious reasons. The music is amazing, and... yeah. Yeah, this, I'm this, glad you this, guys yeah, got this to play it. This was a gushy one, but if you haven't checked out this game, I, I highly recommend it. I think if you like video yeah. games, right. if you can tolerate an RPG, I think this should be on your list. Even if you can't, you might be surprised at what you can put up with yeah. if you uh, if you play this game. And yeah, this um, the best news, you can steal it. JRPG. It's free. Yeah, free ninety nine. But Nintendo's certainly not going to make it easier for you to play it. Phone, go for it. Play on damn phone. Yeah. Um, you you be on that phone anyway, so why don't just play some Earthbound? Oh, wow. So, uh, in if you wanted to send us uh, your opinion on the uh, ending of Earthbound that everyone knows about, but we're not discussing, uh, where would you send it to, Cam? I think it's um, smelly pile of puke at aol.com. <laughs> it's so, so <laughs> scratch and sniff. It does make me uh, laugh. Picture of a shit <laughs> in a magazine. Uh, while we're on the topic of Earthbound's crass humor, uh, I did I do enjoy that when you get to um, uh, Scaraba, uh, it's like okay we haven't seen Pokey for like two or three chapters or whatever, and then uh, one of the NPCs is like, "Watch out, some fat kid took a shit around here." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and if you click the check button nearby, it's like. Uh, the stake of Pokey's evil hangs in the air. <laughs> that is yeah. horrible. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like he's just making things a little bit worse yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Everywhere he goes. Anyway, um, you would send uh, your email to please don't cast at gmail.com or bother Cam on Twitter at please don't cast. That's right. Now, uh, we love feedback. We want you to email us. We want you to tweet at us. We want you to, uh, uh, you know, uh, post on our Patreon, post on our uh, iTunes Tell reviews. We got a new iTunes review this week. Wow. Uh, which said uh, five stars disturbing yes. and pairs well with the Gansett, oh, which yeah. is something that we support because that's a bunch of shit that check we, um uh, episode 300 if you want to understand the ref uh no i think it was i guess i guess it was episode yeah. 300 uh, no because it was it was the hot ones because that's when you talk oh about that's right yeah i'm sorry yeah. So, i'm just thinking of chicken nuggets 
Yeah, so the uh, Hot Ones episode with our good friend KK has some really good uh, inside jokes that have stuck for a while. Yes, but we got an email. So if you were to send us your thoughts on one of our episodes, it might sound a little something like this. Oh. This one is titled Earthbound Notes, and it is from frequent co-host of ours, George. George says, "Thanks, buddy." Ah, Earthbound. I love it. Best, George. (laughs) What? No, no. uh, He also says, "Okay, so I hope you guys talked about the cop boss battle." I think it might have been commentary on police brutality. He did spell it like that. Um, oh my god! Very hype. I think think it's commentary of the LAPD's assault on Rodney King, or at least it happened around the same time. Anyways, fuck the pro- Paw Patrol. All my homies hate the Paw Patrol. Black my- Lives what? Matter. Paw Patrol is a cute no, show. No, fuck twelve. Fuck <laughs> yeah, no, yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> wow. That dog cop would turn in you and everyone you know, Seth. <laughs> Uh, He's not my Black Lives Matter. Anyway. I like Rodney. Love you Rod- all. Bye. Heart sparkle thank, sparkle. Thank you. thank you, George. And if we have not if we have not made our opinions on this show clear enough, we are we one hundred percent support the Black Lives yes. Matter movement. We are you are not going to hear any centrist hand wringing about staying out of politics or su- or supporting the, the cops or whatever. But the target. The not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, <go on. laughs> You mustered so little enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even pretend to care about that shit. Uh, yes, thank you, George, yes. for writing in. Um, and we'll, we're looking forward to having you back on the show whenever you can be back. Uh, this uh, too remote busy, recording uh, situation. Saving democracy right now. He is in D.C., which is uh, a yeah. uh, very busy place I heard to it's be right fine. <laughs> so, uh, what um, else we got? Wrap up, wrong. admin. Yeah, so oh, um, yeah. Did that's, we say uh, that's what we're it doing for now. Week? We don't even know. Uh, yeah, we could say what we're doing next week because we were talking about it during the break. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we got an email uh, uh, from Candice, uh, who had been listening to the show for a while. But we actually got wow. this email, I think, right before our episode 100. And um, it was about uh, doing an episode on geocaching. geocaching. And uh, if geocaching is like people put together these little like you know like they hollow out a, a, a they take the wiring out of a light a bulb and put some put something in there and they hide it somewhere and they give you coordinates and they give you a clue and they're like go find it i put something there and the important thing is not like you know you're not going to find ten thousand dollars or whatever it's probably like a penny and a tootsie roll but the fun part is finding it and there are websites all uh there are tons of websites and different places to look for this sort of thing uh and you can find coordinates that are near you uh, Alex, I promise you, you're probably not going to have to walk 20 feet Excellent. away from your house to find one. Yeah, especially where you live, there's <laughs> yeah. going to be some. Really? Yeah. I can't believe this. Yeah, I'll I, get into it more yeah, in the episode, we'll definitely but have to talk about I'm this, so skeptical. This is a weird thing I didn't really know existed, so this will be fun. Right, and um, Candace even suggested to us that uh, we... Uh, it's a fun way to get out in your community and explore, she says. You could even design your own logo stickers and leave them inside to get people to check oh. you out. And Should we design our idea. own that, logo that, stickers? Psych, bitch, we already did. <laughs> they were distributed a bunch of the hosts, and you'll never get one. <laughs> no, if you want one, let us know. Uh, we, gotta, we gotta do something for the Patreon I did supporters. actually order some, uh, some custom merch for our show that probably won't be here for a while. Um, what? But I feel silly announcing it on the show because I didn't make enough of it yeah. to like sell or give if away. You, to if anyone. you want that kind of thing, uh, let us know. I have, uh, we're so bad I at merch. Enough, Destiny, uh, frequent listener, has said she would like a host, shirt. And I, yeah, I'm going to give Destiny the other one. Uh, I got, I ordered some custom masks from somebody on Twitter. Yeah, wow. The only person uh, with some shirts custom face is masks. Cam, who has a 300 shirt. No, Nick has a shirt uh, too. 
I do. All I right, have a sweatshirt. Has a shirt. That was a, a wonderful Christmas gift from Cam. It's but, um, a uh, that's, family. That's what we're going to be doing next episode. It's going to be very new yeah. to all of us. It's going to be a fun guest episode. Yeah, Thank you, Candice, cast. for the suggestion. Yeah, about me and Alex. That's right. This has Make been the Earthbound Cast. And, uh, you know, next week we're going to be searching for stuff out in the wild. I can't wait to find a rock.